what is up? Welcome back to Side Stage. It has been a long, what? It's been about a month since we did that last episode, right? I don't know why you're looking at me, buddy. I was just a guest on it. Well, you were here. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. I was just talking to you about that a minute ago. Like, when was the last time you actually did one? I got Anthony back because we're up, still bored. Up? And I got a new guest here, a good buddy of ours. His name is Jordan Setzer, a.k.a. Nardog, J. Setz, hey. whatever. What up? Whatever you want to call him. Thanks for having me. No. No. You're um, not welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. No, nah, man. Uh, so what's up, guys? What you been listening to in the last... Well, it's been, a, been about a month. So what have you been listening to in the last month? Um, so Dance Gavin Dance dropped a new album like last week. Um, everybody knows I'm big into them from the last couple episodes. But um, honestly, liked the album a lot. It kind of rubbed me the wrong way at first because it wasn't... It was a little different, but... I'd say there's about four or five pretty strong songs in there. I would really advise anybody to listen to it if they're still on the fence. But So I got on the bandwagon and really liked it. Really liked Dance Gavin Dance for like three weeks. And then this new album dropped and I, I don't like it. Like, yeah. I'm trying, man. I don't like it. You should definitely give it another chance, though, man. Let's do it a couple more times. Well, I that Tree City Sessions at least twice a week. Yeah, that's good. I really like that a lot. But. Um, there's a feature on the new Dance Gavin Dance uh, album with Bill Murray, who I talked about earlier uh, on the show. It is Johnny from Attack Attack, the yeah, old yeah, yeah. Attack Attack, clean vocalist and guitarist, and uh, Bill Murray actually just dropped some new stuff too. A lot of covers. Bill Murray and friends. Is he it's instrumental? Really good, huh? Is he like all instrumental? No, no, no. He sings. Oh, does he? Yeah. So like the voice you remember from uh, Stick Stickly, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, auto tune yeah, yeah. stuff. It's not like that really, but um, he does a cover of Post Malone. It's really good. Stay. Um, but on that album, Bill Murray and Friends, there's a a cover with Dayseeker. I posted on Instagram the other day. It's really good. Um, there's a Fall Out Boy cover, which I don't like Fall Out Boy, but I actually like this cover for some reason. You don't like Fall Out Boy? No, I, well, I like the old stuff. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I can't, <laughs> I'm a huge Fall Out Boy fan of like very prior stuff, but, and then there's a Halsey cover on there that Tillian and Ooh. him actually do, which is honestly pretty good. It's great. I love some Halsey, dude. She's beautiful. She loves pop punk. Does she? She's a big oh. story so far fan. Huh? Well, she is a queen. She is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Well, I just remember, um, Chelsea, Seth's fiance, like sent me. Um, a screenshot of how she was listening to the new Dance Gavin Dance album. Yeah. And I think it was like Strawberry's Wake. And then I was like, yeah, I listened to it. It was okay. And she's like, I don't like it. Like, then yeah, <laughs> she, she told me it, it was really good. And then she said she didn't like it. I like it. Uh, Lyrics Lie is probably the strongest song on there. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the other one I sent you? Something Catharsis, I think. So, it was something weird. All yeah. their song names are weird, dude. Yeah, they really are. And there's always they, something about a strawberry they're and They're, like, stuck in, like, 2007, like, super long song names that don't yeah. make any sense. Like, And their sound really is, too. They, they've they never changed. They've consistent sound. Yeah. Very technical, like, math core is what people call it a lot. Yeah, I've always liked uh, Lemon Moraine Tie. See, that, that's my favorite song by them. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, though, the new version on that Tree City Sessions with Killian, really I like way better than Johnny Craig's version. I never thought I'd say I that. Mean, really? I, I yeah. love Johnny Craig, Nets Gavin Dance, but I like post-Johnny Craig a lot. I love Tillian. And I, I even like some of the, um, what's his name, Craig, I think, something. Killian's, I can't remember that, that dude, is his vocal range is unreal. It is. And like, like the, the face does not match the vocal. No, <laughs> so not not well, he even, like even Johnny Craig, though. Yeah. yeah, the face doesn't match the singing. Yeah, Tillian's a little Guido looking yeah. a little bit, but dude, it's got some pipes. Yeah, he can sing. And like, I think Chelsea made the comment. She's like, "Yeah, it sounds like his voice is going out in the album, but it's not really. That's just kind of like how his voice is changing." And I mean, he's hit those high notes. Did you not in and not out as hard as he does? Oh, there's going to be some Tora degradation in your yeah. in yeah, your absolutely. voice. There's no. I remember uh, reading some one time Shania Twain. 
uh, you know, she does like used to do like world tours, like for yeah, like a she whole feels year. Like a woman, yeah. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> for like uh, the first like five or six hours she was awake during the day, she would not speak. Really? To give herself like vocal like rest. That's pretty wild, man. Yeah. Wasn't it Celine Dion or something? Like to save her voice, she couldn't talk for like three weeks or something. Like her vocal cords were almost shot. Oh my! I know Adele almost lost her voice. That's why she didn't put anything out for a long time. Dude, oh, she lost a bunch of weight. I was about to say, speaking of Adele, have you seen the weight that she yeah. lost? Wow. She's she, like a different person. She looks great. I, mean, I, th- I thought she was cute when she was chubby. but like, well, She's always been very pretty. Yeah. yeah, I would like her to be about 15 pounds heavier. Wow, Jordan. I think she just lost a little get off too this, much. Get off Jordan here, you misogynist. Little, little I like a dick with three C's. Get boy. out of here, you misogynist. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways. Um, no, uh, I did see that the other day. but uh, I wonder how many of her fans are now like, I hate you. There, are, there's a lot of hate online because You're she, a lie. oh, you felt you had to conform to society standards. <laughs> no, she obviously did it for herself. But, um, sorry, back to I want to get a couple more words about what I was listening to. Um, <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, the so Afterburners, the Dance Game Dance album, the uh, Murray and Friends is the Bill Murray album. And then I've actually recently got back into Parkway Drive. Chris hates me because um, I've been Parkway singing Drive? it the whole time. No, 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 no. I'm talking to old Parkway Drive. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> New Parkway Drive is hot garbage, but go no, back and I, listen to I Horizons. I love Parkway Drive. Like, I love Idols Par- and Anchors and stuff. Horizons with the live songs at the end of it. Dude, those live songs. Oh, so good. They rip. No, I love Did you Parkway go to Drive. that Tremont show? No, I've only seen them one time. Were you at that live. show, Chris? No, but I've seen them. I've seen them in San Diego. Dude. Yeah. So it was, uh, I, I remember it was Set Your Goals, The Ghost Inside, and Parkway Drive at Tremont. Great, All great bands. Yeah. And that's wow. when I met Vigil. Um, and he just talked my head off. So that was He's really cool. He's the nicest person. He was we're, so we're, nice. We're going to have a whole segment on The Ghost Inside <laughs> yeah. here later. But. <laughs> but, dude, Parkway Drive live is so incredible. Well, that's the way um, I've said it on here before. For today, I don't like their albums. So great live. One probably top three best bands I've ever seen live. They put on this. I mean, it's so heavy. Their show was so. Were you at the Scream of the Prayer show at Amos's? No, I never got to go to Scream of the Prayer. I've seen them. I seen them one time in at the Brewery in Raleigh, and then I seen them another time in San Diego. Oh, dude, they're just yeah, they're unreal live. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I've never seen Four Day Live. That's one band. So it's, probably one of the. Best. You weren't a fan of their albums either, though, were you? No, I like some of them. I loved. Um, I liked them, but it's like not a band that I'm going to jam all the time. I love Devastator. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, that song live. So good. Yeah, that song so changed your life, bro. Oh, their, yeah. their very first album, the, like, it was like very technical, a little dry because I think Jamie King did the recordings. But, yeah. Um, I still like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a, actually, that intro, dude. That intro. Is so I'm hard trying to, to find a Sunday. Um, Ecclesia is still one of my favorite intros. Yeah, by yeah. the way. Oh yeah. Unreal. Well, the uh, Maddie opened a. He moved to Johnson City, Tennessee. Did he? And he opened a church there called the Altar, and I think I'm gonna try to go there one Sunday. Yeah, he's wow. pretty crazy though. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he say something about the gays or something? I know it's the two brothers that were in the band said that. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Me. They actually have another band now. I don't remember their name. Mm-hmm. It's like a less less for today for today. It's really good. Really, but it's. It's a lot, a lot of the same sounds. One of the so best no. live moments I've ever seen in concert, it was at Scream the Prayer. It's still on YouTube. We need to look at it later. Um, but it was at Amos's, and it was the part of that song. I forget the name of the song, but um, where it's like, this is the end of the world. You know, yeah. the entire, there was not one person in that place that did not shout that. And like, I've just never, I got goosebumps. When I man. saw them at um, uh, the brewery in Raleigh. Yeah. 
before when uh, they opened up with Seraphim, that no Devastator, sorry. Yeah. And uh, there's a dude walking around the pit holding up a pentagram with his hands, and some dude walked out of nowhere and just decked this dude <laughs> right as the drop happened in the song. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like, dude, believe what you want to believe. If you believe in Jesus or not, whatever. But you're just trying to instigate. Bag. Exactly. Don't be a douchebag. Or you get you're gonna get dropped. But like could, that dude. Did you say the guy that punched him was a douchebag as well? Though. Oh, I will. I will to a point. Yeah, but. Sorry. Can't fight fire with fire, Chris. Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> okay. And that's my He lesson. still got knocked Thank out. <laughs> I did love the... Uh, well, you got knocked uh, out. Uh, gosh. What's that venue in Greensboro? Where, Cat's Cradle? No, that's... No, that's Carborough. That's Carborough, yeah. Uh, the, the Green Street. Blind, oh. Green Street. Yeah. Have, you, have you been to the Blind Tiger I yet? have not. I've heard good things. It's awesome. Yeah. But Green Street... So, I went to that show when it was Texas in July, 100th and Florida Day. And... I what a realize, show, first off. I didn't realize how much 100th absolutely hated for today. Oh, really? That's like right when Chadwick kind of went through his thing where he like became yeah. anti-Christian and everything. But, dude, they were going at it hard. Like, he, he chucked his mic stand at their kit that was, like, backloaded. Uh, he turned into a real douche. Chadwick? Yeah. Yeah, I think he discovered... Uh, Drugs. See, oh, what? Have you heard their new music? One hundred percent. Discovered drugs. Yeah, he's weird. Mick Holder. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like that new stuff they have. I kind of like some of it. I'm not gonna lie. Some of it's pretty good to listen to, but it's not hundredth, of course. I think it's just his online presence that I don't like. He seems ultra douchey. Yeah. I love going and looking at his Instagram comments where uh, John and Carson are picking a fight with him. Do you remember I the Warped Tour? The Warped Tour they went on right when they changed their sound and like no one was supporting them. Yeah, and like someone took a picture and like there was nobody watching them. And they were like, this is not a sound check. <laughs> and uh, then uh, he said like F off or something. And then a guy was like, dude, I still uh, like your sound. It's just different. And uh, he said, you can F off too. <laughs> 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 like, he's going at everyone, man. That's actually very funny. Actually, when I, I didn't talk to John and forever and when him and Carson were like talking crap to them on there I'd like text John I was like dude you guys are savages yeah like, there was like a verified person that was talking yeah like there's like also. a and it was went on forever did you see yeah. that no I read it I, I remember I remember Carson like saying something to be like you know what I used to really respect you but now I just that's <laughs> yeah, it's like cool bag bro <laughs> I woke up to that one day. Yeah, I think but. John said something. I think Chadwick said something like, he's like and who are you? Losers? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know you losers. <laughs> Actually, you kind of do. I'm surprised John was like, dude, where are you at? Yeah, you send me your address <laughs> right now. Drop your location, buddy. I'm on the way. On the way to Myrtle Beach, pal. But um, speaking of Warp Tour, man, and going back to the old Parkway Drive, so I, I'd want to say it was like 2008, 2009, one of my first or second Warp Tours. I was with Kyle Cottle. And uh, we were waiting for, I want to say, Chiodos to play on one of the main stages when they were big. And there was, uh, you know how the stages are set up at Warp Tour? Yeah. There's is another stage to the left. And this band on the left had a gigantic crowd, one of the biggest I've seen at Warp Tour. And they started playing, and they were heavy as balls. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this band sounds awesome. Their crowd is loving it. Like, their whole everybody in their crowd was, like, getting wild. And I was like, who is this? So after we watched the band, we were there to see... We go to the, the big lineup board, of course. Everybody that's been to Warped Tour knows there's like a big lineup board that yeah. tells you who's playing, what time, what stage. And Kyle said that was a band called Parkway Drive. They're from Australia. So, like, you know, obviously when we get in the car, going home, we look them up. And I, I think it was Horizons. It might have been Killing With a Smile because it came out in 2006. Horizons came out in 2009, so it's probably Horizons. But 
Dude, we looked up their music, and I remember listening to like Romance is Dead for the first time. That song was so badass. Side note, before any of us ever got our license, uh, I was oh, at Anthony's man, house. We, we were 15 years old, and uh, we were driving around. You, you heard about this, haven't you? Huh. We were driving around you Anthony's neighborhood, listening to Parkway Drive, and in the part of that song, it says, The Crimey River. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as that he goes, so grab your effing river, and then it drops, we wrecked his car. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, uh, I wrecked my car, yeah. Yeah, he wrecked his car. Oh, I was trying to be man. cool and drift, you know. In an all wheel drive Audi. Yeah. Wow, that's cooler than my wreck stories. I wrecked listening to Daughtry. Wow. Poor <laughs> Jordan. You should have stayed in the truck. It was a song fire. called Crashed, by the way. <laughs> I swear. At least it wasn't Dave Matthews, man, crashing to me. Yeah, and when I wrecked uh, last time, I was listening to Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. Wow. Hey, don't disrespect JT. Yeah, bad luck. Yeah, don't disrespect JT. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I saw JT. Daughtry. I saw JT and Abu Dhabi. What? One, one of the great. We were. I'm, I've always loved Justin Timberlake. Me too, like, man. Total like man crush. I love him. Yeah. Everything he's ever done. Hey. Is Dude, he's a triple threat. He really Sing is. Sing, dance, and act, boy. But uh. Boy. We pulled into Abu Dhabi when I was in the Navy, and uh, they have this thing called MWR, and they come on and tell you kind of what you can, what there is to do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, there's a Justin Timberlake concert tonight. Oh yeah, I was like, not missing that. How much are tickets? They're like, oh, like a hundred dollars a piece. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm going to that. Yeah, I've been out to sea for three weeks. I got plenty of money. I'm going to that. Yeah, and me and three other guys went to it, and it was. It was when uh, the 2020 experience first came out. Oh, nice. It's 120 degrees outside. He's wearing basketball shorts and a T-shirt. Does a whole show. Has a symphony. Doesn't have a DJ playing his music. A simp. JT and the uh, Tennessee Kids. It was amazing. That's awesome, And then for suit and tie. It's like he, like, disappeared for, like, a half second, came back with a full suit on. We're like, what the heck? Yeah. But that dude is a performer. Oh, yeah, Like, true and true, like. He's an entertainer. It was, honestly, dude, I don't really count big concerts like that it's like my favorite concerts of all time but it was it's up there yeah him and for some reason i would love to see Ariana there's a lot more Grande. Story, no that's no no nah. dude she can blow you know what i was gonna make a joke and i'm not going to and i was gonna make a joke about that too i'm not going to you gonna make fun of me dude i don't uh, care no, no, <laughs> no. i was gonna make fun of her oh. anyways uh, <laughs> Speaking of that, I do love the new Pete Davidson stand-up. <laughs> it, it was good. Yeah, it was actually great. It was Netflix, really good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, and I don't like Pete Davidson, but his new stand-up was really funny. Yeah. He's funny. Um, yeah, JT is good, man. Um, it's funny you bring up the 2020 experience. It's now 2020, and it's a terrible experience. <laughs> oh, he called JT, it, JT, this was yeah. the worst. <laughs> Thanks, Justin Timberlake. This is terrible. Um, but, yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake. I, I think somebody that's kind of like that, like, Jamie Foxx, very well, well-rounded person that's yeah. very, you know, talented. Looks like Donald Glover. Childish yeah, Hamilton. that too. But that's the thing is, neither one of those guys are on JT's level, though. Jamie Foxx is. Yep, yeah, no, but I mean like... He's an entertainer, like when it comes, straight Well, up. he's an acting... Actor, but he's but been like on JT's Connie like, albums, and he, dude, yeah. the dude can sing, though. No, but like, what I'm saying is like, you got Jamie Foxx acting, yeah, yeah, yeah. music, you got Justin Timberlake's music, yeah. and then his acting is ever moved... I mean, yeah, like, like fame, fame, dude. Uh, I love Friends with Benefits. Him and Mila Kunis. Yeah, like fame wise, you could interject those yeah. two for their acting and their singing. But Jamie Foxx is actually a an amazing yeah. musician. Have you ever seen him do like the uh, stuff on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, what, do, what do they call that? The I know what you're talking about, but Will of Impressions. Is yeah, that yeah. what it is? Yeah, dude. Everybody that does that kills it. Ariana killed it when she was on there. I remember. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, dude. Like, th- but that, his dancing, dude. For him to be white and be that great of a dancer. I remember cultural um, appropriation. Wow. <laughs> oh, dude! I remember a few years ago. He did get in some hot water. 
Bruno Mars got in hot water. Yeah, isn't what is he? He's Hawaiian. He's like Hawaiian. Sure. He's oh, Pacific like Islander. Oh, okay. Yeah, like so for people to be like, is, is, oh, does he not have some like African American in him? Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, doesn't he say the N word? I'm pretty sure. I think he what? does. I think one of his songs he does say the N word. I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah. Either way, so does Takashi Six Nine, and he has none. Yeah, but, but he's like, a spaz, yeah, but he's an idiot. I can't stand yeah, him. He's a troll. Bruno Mars is fantastic. His oh, Super yeah. Bowl halftime performance yeah. was great. He's, Bruno's great, man. Twenty Four Karat Magic is one of the best songs of like this whole era. I think. Yeah, yeah. the two thousand. Like, I don't listen era, to that music, yeah. but I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the dude's yeah. wicked. Mm-hmm. Little known fact: Dance Gavin Dance had a cover of Bruno yeah. Mars. That's what I like. It's kind of weird, but it's yeah. kind of good. Ugh. I can do without a cover of that. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good, I mean, t- man. Tillian's voice doing most of it's pretty good, though. All right, so Jordan, what have you been listening to? Man, I'm pretty lame. Like, I listen to a lot of the same stuff. Like, I feel like you guys keep up more with new releases and things like that. I mean, honestly, I've... You guys are both going to groan at this, but I've been listening to a lot of Juice World, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I love Juice room. World, man. Like... Him? Jordan is our, our the of our friend group. He is the hip hop guy. Always has been, but he also likes metal, so it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, nah, I'm all over. Dude, like, I like honestly, rap too. Chill. Yeah, but not as long as he has. Yeah, I've always wow. liked some hip hop. You remember the S10, bro? The extreme. <laughs> bro, I've, li- I've listened. I used to listen to underground stuff when I was like nah. ten years old, bro. I mean, I like rap too. Yeah, I really didn't bit. get into metal and stuff until like 2007. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really either, though. Colin John's ones that got me into like heavier music. I mean, I liked Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that, but they got me into like heavier stuff. Yeah, like my first like metal show was Seneca. <laughs> so. Seneca's great. I still Seneca, listen to that. Yeah, I that, still listen to I that, that, that horse that album, album all the time. And I listened to my heroes me the other day. Dude, I, I just, bought yeah. um, the Pale Horse album at Lunchbox Records for like ten bucks. Really? It was like Dang. a double disc. Um, it was such on, a great deal. They're on, they're on Spotify. Where I take my guitar lessons at. Mm-hmm. Um, in Hickory, Larry's Music and Sound. Shout out Larry. Yeah, He's yeah. amazing. Uh, heck of a dude. They have CDs for local bands in there. There's Deception of a Ghost CD in there. Really? Yeah. Which one? The new, Their last one. Uh, the, uh, that's my uh, least favorite. Voice, yeah. was it Voices? Oh, no, it was. no, no, no. no the one that one was American the, Terrorist. Oh, the one with American Terrorist on it? Yeah, that one. The one with American Terrorist on it. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. What the, oh. Life Right Now. Yeah, Life yeah, Right yeah, Now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, dude. Their, their first album. Was, I loved it. Honestly... It was good, and that's not my kind of music. Mm-hmm. That my kind of rock, I guess you could say. But it was good. Speak up, you're not alone. Yeah. Or the EP. Speak up, you're not alone. Yeah. Okay, so EP was pretty good too. I but. love Scott Cowan as a person. I love Scott, but dude, the recordings with Blake, Blake was so good, man. I like, want to have Scott Blake's vocals. On here. Are, I liked his vocals better. Dude, Scott is Scott's so vo- cool. Well, Scott's vocals fit Violent Life Out and Death way better than they do Deception of Grace. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but they also fit Stained Glass Romance. Blake, pretty much, from what I understood, though, he like lost his voice there towards the end. Really? Yeah, but he was such a nice dude. Dude, Blake's so nice, yeah. and he's so smart, man. He What's does he like. Do? Is he still around here? Dude, he's still doing like rocket stuff, bro. He was like, he's a rocket scientist. Basically, he his major like at UNC Charlotte, he was doing rocket stuff. He was building rockets, all that kind of stuff. So he's he into like the STEM stuff. Or Holy crap! Yeah, bro, he's super smart. Um and. Scott, I think it's so great that like they went from Blake to Scott because they're both so different, but I love them both. Um, but Scott is one of the funniest people I've ever met, bro. Oh, he seems like a very genuine. Like, 
Yeah, and it's like when I got to know him was when he was in Doag, and he was pretty much telling me like what a jerk he used to be. I could, well, see, he was... What's up, dude? I used to be a jerk. Fairly big in the scene. When, and Stained Glass Romance was a big band. Yeah. Well, he... So, he didn't tell me this, but he told Brian about it. Because Brian, at first, was pretty hesitant about yeah. him joining Doag because he had heard he stories. He knew, knew of him, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Scott had pretty much told him that the moment that he changed, pretty much, his outlook was when this girl came up to him after a set... Um, and was basically like, hey, you were just awesome. Like, I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Like, praising their band. And he was like, cool. Well, um, either go get me a beer or get the heck out of my face, pretty much. And he said, like, she looked so, like, hurt and disappointed and walked off. And that's when he realized, like, wow, I'm just a jerk. <laughs> and he pretty much changed after that. Well, this I mean, he was, like, self-aware. Like, yeah. You know, some people aren't and yeah. never change. If I was right. famous, I'd do that. Would you? You're just a jerk anyway. So. I think if I would have gotten famous for something when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I would have been terrible. But like now, I think, you know, I'll be nice. But like Seth still gives me crap. He's like, dude, you, make, you used to make all these 9-11 jokes. I'm like, dude, you make more jokes than me now. And like, <laughs> I still just have this stigma there. But nah, I feel like I'm pretty nice. At least you're not like Johnny Craig. Oh, yeah, I'm not a drug addict, buddy. <laughs> or scamming people out of laptops, buddy. Nah, but honestly, when I met Johnny Craig, he was so nice. When me and Seth met him. I met him at... Um, a short little dude. When Deception of a Ghost played Warp Tour, they played right after yes, Amorosa, and yes. I met him and talked to him for a little bit there. Dude, he's he like was like 5'5". Five five. Yeah, he was so nice, but he was also ripping lines of coke off Absolutely. the guitar case before he went on stage. Yeah, I remember I remember that set. Um, He was like wearing this black tank top and like a red flat bill back. And he said, set. we're not playing any more music till someone shows me their titties. <laughs> Did he really? That's yeah. great. And some girl was like, woo! And he's like, all right, we'll play. <laughs> See, that's why I want to play music, man. That's for talking <laughs> stuff like that. No, yeah, man. I still listen to a lot of Johnny Craig, though. He's so good. He's a I terrible can't person, believe but he's so that good. He has like outlived a lot of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the guy from We Came as Romans died, uh, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. But Johnny Craig's still alive, and that guy's not. <laughs> His was like something crazy, like meth or something too, wasn't it? I don't know. I heroin. No I think it was heroin. Oh, I don't remember that. He was the guy that did their cleans. Yeah. No, I remember that, but I don't remember how he died. Yeah, I know I he died, but... Oh, he OD'd. That sucks. Sure. That band was good, man. And then that guy from Transit, I think that was suicide, though. Yeah, it was. Well, have you listened to their music, buddy? It's kind of <laughs> sad. It's kinda if sad you're depressed, you shouldn't be in a band like that. Yeah, yeah but still. I mean, I'm waiting on... Movements. This sounds terrible. I'm waiting on Parker from Story So Far. Nah. That guy's his lyrics are getting more and more depressing. But like, well, we uh, talked he, he about got that. Over that, addiction. that new album was the concept album. And he was talking about that. So actually, I take that back. Yeah, he had self awareness. Yeah, but um, um, the dude from Movements, man, that dude's sad. He's a sad boy, but yeah. man, they're good. They're good. Uh, they're, they're actually, I think they're recording or writing a new album right now. I like them, man. They're good. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been listening to, man? Just name us some more stuff. <laughs> I saw you listen to Parkway the other day. State nine, champs. Dude. Yeah, well, I always listen to like old Parkway. I mean, I'm just like you, man. Old Parkway. I, I love. Uh, is it dark, dark blue or deep blue? Deep blue, dude. That's such a good album. And every time I that think one's about good, them, but it's like, not even one of my favorites. I man. like them even more because I was uh, with Alex when he met Winston at oh, Warped Tour. Alex, Alex is like dude. Hero. And Winston was. 
so nice to him. Oh, I'm, like, sure, I'm sure he was nice. Because you know how Alex is like awkward anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> Al, I remember like, because I stood in line with him just to take his picture, you know. And uh, Alex uh, walked up to him and he's like, dude, I love you guys so much. Like, you're the reason that I listen to music like this. And Winston was like, awesome, man. Like, he was genuinely, like, so nice. Dude, did, did he have a strong-ass accent? <laughs> Absolutely. Because some of those live... Like Steve Irwin, dude. Some of those live albums, like, some of those live songs are so funny because you hear him, like, like yelling at the crowd, but it's, like, in an accent. Yeah. So he's like, pick your fight off. <laughs> <laughs> that makes I, it even better, dude. I know. It's, I've so, seen it. it's so entertaining. Like, imagine this Australian dude they're just, like, screaming his heart out. I've seen this video of uh, Dyer is Murder. They're from Australia, too. Oh, yeah, dude. They're and, so heavy. Dude, they're yeah, disgusting. Know, That's another one of Alex's favorite bands. They were in... He's moved to Australia. Yeah. yeah, for real. But they were recording their new album with Will Putney, and it was like a expose on that or whatever. And this dude's like on the mic, just being as absolutely brutal as you could possibly be. And he comes off the mic, he's like, it's like yeah, mate, so we got this right. <laughs> I'm like, that does not match, uh, dude. Um, Ocean's at Alaska, I'm pretty sure, also from Australia. Oh, really? We saw them at Warped Tour, and their, their vocalist is like, this dude looked like Carson, little dude with blonde hair, like <laughs> screaming like wild, and then like, he like had like this high pitched voice when he got back. He's like, "Oh well, I should say Alaska. We're from Australia." <laughs> but dude, some of those like uh, some of like the the newer Parkway Drive, they they came up with like a newer album. I think it's called Viva the Underdogs, and it's like some of their older stuff and newer stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Viva the Underdogs. It's actually pretty good, but it's like a newer live album. It has some of their old stuff, some of their newer stuff. And dude, his voice is so high pitched in those. Like, I don't know if like Screaming's messed up his vo- vocals a little bit. I'm sure it is, but. Like, it's like I have, crazy. I have heard though that that he is um, one of the most genuine individuals in the music scene. Do you know he was a professional bodyboarder? Winston. Yeah, I could see that. You know what bodyboarding is? You know those things I you have boogie boarding. Yeah, like something That's very it. hard. Okay, but it's like they wear f- like diving fins and they flap real hard and they catch waves and do flips. He was like a professional at that. It's almost like a body surfer. Well, that's, yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone in Australia is talented. That is seriously. They're, well, I feel they're, like they're all nice. Everything there kill, will kill you, so you got to be good at something. Like I feel like they're all really nice. Have you ever seen like a fat Australian? I haven't. No. Well, do you know that comedian Reese Darby from Australia? Yeah. Seems like a very nice Australian guy. He's hilarious, dude. That guy's so funny. Yeah. I, uh, I want to go to Australia. I had a, we were supposed to go when I was stationed in Japan. Dude, but flights are so expensive. Well, you're, it's like 24 hours on a plane. Oof. Yeah, and you get punched from kangaroos. You better give yeah. me some Zans, boy. <laughs> I did half a uh, Juice World, calm <laughs> down. 13 hours till I land. <laughs> Dude, if, if half a Zan has you out that long. That's Drake, buddy. He's soft. <laughs> <laughs> Dude probably Same, takes man. a ch- children's Motrin. He's out for four hours. I took two like for a trip to Atlanta to D.C., man. And I wouldn't. You took out. two Zans for a flight from Atlanta to DC. Confirmed drug addict. <laughs> Jordan. You, hey, you know what? This is now. They were counseling. just halves, so it was just a one milligram. This is now drug counseling for you, Jordan. I've never taken Xanax. So I don't know. Oh, it's dude, like, it's great. I have like Me severe. Either. like... Wow, anxiety. buddy, you're pill popper now. No, I'm. I'm saying. No, but Jordan's right, so this right. podcast is now turned in. <laughs> this podcast is now you're turned into an intervention. Yeah. So no, it's like a very. Relaxed buzz. It's basically just a constant like. Oh, so you wine do it for the drunk. buzz, huh? <laughs> wow, wow, Jordan. As I sip my beer. Okay, before I send you to rehab, let's uh, let's let's change the subject here. <laughs> send this to the cops for footage. All right, so it's been two weeks since the greatest song that has dropped in the last five years what? came Aftermath? out, and Anthony just now listened to it the first time, and he's going to Boston with us to see him. You're talking about that new Eminem song. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, uh, Rap God. Yeah, the one with Juice World. Godzilla's actually a banger. But no, it's a but really good song. Proceed, proceed. The best band on the planet, Ghost Inside, dropped their first single since the accident. It's called Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it has a lot of Get What You Give vibes. Yeah. That album, mm-hmm. which is their best album, like in terms of like success. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing. Like every single second of that song to me is perfection. And that's not, I mean, I'm biased because I'm such a big fan. And I know, yeah. you, I know you're a really big fan too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have it tattooed on you. Yeah. Um, but it's like, even if I wasn't biased, I've been watching all these like first reaction videos, like the Jake Lures one, but there's, mm-hmm. they're all over the internet. People like, there's a couple uh, black dudes that like don't listen to metal and they listened to it and they were like crying. Really? Yeah. This one guy's like, he's like all tough and he's like, hold on a second. I got to pause this. I'm about <laughs> to get emotional. <laughs> like, I need to see that. And it's, dude, honestly. I pre-ordered the album with a couple merch stuff. It's been like 90 bucks on mm-hmm. June 5th. Can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Like, I'm so, so freaking excited for that. Yeah. And I know my wife is so annoyed with hearing that song because we lay down in bed at night. She throws her AirPods in and watches TikToks and I just scroll through YouTube watching like <laughs> Ghost Inside reaction videos. That's awesome. Though. Like God, that. If that's what marriage is, I'm never going to Honestly, dude, <laughs> that's it's pretty great. It's honestly. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Because I'd reach over and see my wife watching TikToks and I'd slap the phone over hand. So you're not having a phone anymore. <laughs> nah, man, but like... Just kidding, guys. I think yeah. one great thing that's came from the accident they had though, I, I don't know if many bands ever get to see how much their fans appreciate them the way that they've gotten to see it. Vigil talks in an interview um, that I read because the minute I saw that dropped, I saw you share it on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, hold the freaking... I pull, I was in my work truck. I pulled over in a church parking lot to, to watch it. I was yeah. like, I have to see this right now. Yeah. And I read this interview. Um, he was talking like, he's like, you know, we've people say the lyrics I've written throughout the years have helped them. Mm-hmm. He's like, but we've always written them from a place of like we're on top, like we're not having to live those lyrics, but it's something we believe in. But mm-hmm. but now he said it went from being at the top to we have to live those lyrics. Yeah, that's like his thing is last swinging hard, but I'm swinging harder. Since that happened, that's like the one that I guess that stuck with him. And uh, he was talking. He's like the fans, the people that have been with us he said the words that you say to us have they've always been awesome but since the accident it's nothing has been the same yeah you know and i i agree with you on that i don't think a band has ever ever realized gotten to realize Mm -hmm. what their music is like it's almost like in a weird way they've gotten to attend their own funeral you know what i mean i I mean they face their own mortality they've they've been to the bottom they you know and I feel like that's their like defining subject matter right there. Well, see, because I, a lot of like the greatest musicians, they write about stuff, or like the greatest authors, they write about stuff that they've been through. Like even comedy, a lot of comedy is true stories, and it's just the way that they deliver it and the way they tell it. Because a normal person's life is not that funny, but when things happen that you can actually tell a story about, that's what. Oh yeah, because it it's funny. like no secret that most comedians have been through a ton of terrible stuff. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. And then when you get down to it, and like same with musical artists, stuff like that. Like a lot of people have had very rough lives, they've had experiences, and that's what fuels them to write things like that. This one's on terrible. I think that's why I'm not that good of a songwriter because my life has really not been difficult. Yet. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I feel like a damaged person just has so much more to say. Yeah. Man, their mind just I, works in a different way. That's They're why like, it's so strange to me that Chris Lee is a comic because he's had a great life. 
Did you hear yeah. that in his new special when he's talking about yes. that? And he's well, like, see, well, I like, dude, great. My, my childhood was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing with him, man. It's just, I just don't find his stand-up very funny because it's forced. But him as a person is funny. Is great. Yeah. As a normal person, he is just a naturally funny person. Some people are, like, honestly, like, I think, like, some of you guys are actually naturally funny. Like, some of the things you say. But, like, if you got up and told jokes, you'd probably bomb. And I'm yeah. not even lying. I mean, you yeah, probably I mean, would because that's not your profession and, like, I just don't see anybody that I know, like except for Kyle or maybe Seth. I could see Kyle doing some stand up and be actually hilarious. But Kyle's so good off the dome. He yeah, and he can play characters. Like he can play a different person. Like he could be Kyle, the, the regular guy, or Kyle yeah. the comedian. I feel like because I'm telling you, dude, Kyle could do stand up. I think yeah. Seth could do stand up. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle has a switch. Though. Seth would have to be. See, Kyle could do it sober. Seth would have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. But like well, anyway, like, this the ghost inside stuff like. So we're waiting literally at any time for them to tell us that their concert in July is postponed. We yeah. were talking about that before the podcast. But we're but still going to go, right? Whatever they oh, give us the date. 100. For. I'm, All right. I will not miss that. Yeah. I have tickets. If I wouldn't have got tickets, I'd have been like, well, whatever. Yeah. I have tickets. I'm going. I'll go for whenever they reschedule. I don't care if all you guys are like, man, I can't make it. I'm like, well. I don't know, dude. We're going. I mean, I feel like you guys are obviously bigger fans than I am, but I mean, I would still like to go. I think you would have a blast, Ant. I mean, yeah, plus I'd like to go somewhere I haven't been before. Well, like I said, I went last year, and here's the thing. It's going to be at the Palladium Outdoors where I saw Half Heart at last year. By the way, Hate 56 is about to drop those videos, Half Heart videos, because he he recorded off six or seven of their shows. Mm Mm-hmm. You watch his videos at all? Oh, I've seen them. Yeah. He's uh, fantastic. I've talked to him. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. Um, he said... Dude, well, I saw him on Twitter, and he was basically like, yeah, man, just let me know. Like, that was big time. I was like, whoa, this yeah. dude's like straight up. Oh, big time. But um, anyway, <laughs> like, dude, I'm that venue is so cool. See, see, Boston is where I figured we'd stay in Boston. And then get a rental car, and uh, Worcester is about 40 minutes away from Boston, is where the concert's at. So what we did last year, the concert was up in, uh, it was in Worcester, so it was on Saturday, it started at like um, around noon, I think. This one don't start till later in the evening, which would be kind of nice, but uh, we left at about 10 o'clock, got up there to, drove, got up to Worcester, parked in a parking garage, which is right beside the venue, and then the freaking line to get in was like three blocks long. Wrapped I like, around I like the that line to get TJ Maxx today. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but, uh, honestly, I don't even want to be up front. I want to be the old man that well, just see, stays in the back and takes it all Dude, in. I said that yeah. too. Half heart. We literally walked in. The band Vane ended their sets. People started kind of walking out. I walked directly to the front of the stage, and I stayed there the whole time. Got the freaking crap beat out of me the whole time. Bruh, I'm almost I 30. I ain't doing man. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 30, son. I'm thirty, son. I'm a man. My bones are crippled. I'm old. <laughs> it was so much fun, man. Like, I, I just don't like have heart, really. I would say that. And I, I mean, I understand that, and I get it. But like, I do love Ghost Inside. The uh, I mean, definitely like way over half heart. Like, yeah, Ghost Inside's in top ten, maybe top five for me as far as metal bands go. Yeah, I mean they're they're up there. Well, like you were saying the first time you listened to that song earlier. You you hit the nail on the head about Vigilo. His vocals, there's never been a more consistent vocalist in, in metalcore. I don't, Dude, I don't he's never had a weak moment. Like, yeah. All their albums, like... Somebody's like, oh, this guy's vocals sucks. They've changed. Yeah, one of the Not best metalcore, hardcore, no, like... 
and he sounds the exact yeah, same line. The, the rawness, yeah, exactly. the aggression, the emotion. Well, the, the first, stayed in his voice. Which the is first great. time I seen them live was at the brewery in Raleigh with Hundred. Uh, Dude, these nuts. that was the. I best think that show. was the first time I saw them too. That, that was, was when the I did best show, bro. vocals. That's probably the them. most fun. Well, yeah. no, I take that back. That's the second most fun I've ever had. Um, at were, show. were you at that show? I was. Yeah. Were you with Brian and Casey? Mm, I was with my brother-in-law, Josh. Do you remember? Did we? Did we see you? Did we run into? Yep. You? Yeah. You remember who it was? Me, you, Greg, and Jake Piles. Most yeah, random, random crew that would ever be together. But uh, that show, I noticed that it was right after Returners came out. That was their headliner for that album. Mm-hmm. And I was remember thinking, this sounds exactly like the album. Oh yeah. There's not. I mean, there's no distinction between the album and what I'm hearing right now. God. One of the First funniest. Off, the sound guy there was great, but like yeah. one of the funniest things I remember that show is the guitar player, the one that was wearing the frosted flake shirt. Yeah. That said, like, he's not the band anymore, unfortunately. Get, mm-hmm. get effed or whatever. No, um, that the drummer was wearing that tank top that said "Stay F." That's yeah. what it was. Okay, but he was wearing like a some band T-shirt, but it had yeah. the tiger on it. And I remember watching him play. He was lead, and I watched him pick a wrong note, and he looked like he made this like WTF face. Like <laughs> I hope no one heard that. I definitely saw him play that wrong note. Yeah, they because I think it was during Shiner, guitarist like, and a different drummer now, right? Because it used yeah. to be Andrew. Wait, it's it's Andrew, Andrew now. Jacotic is the drummer now. He was in for the for the Fall Dream. Dreams previously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was the old? I don't remember his name, but he left the band. But you could tell a big difference between him and Andrew and their drummer. Oh, dude, Andrew's, Andrew's a beast. Great. Yeah, but that guy was a beast, man. He was. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, he played yeah. that real when they were real fast metal, yeah. like Shiner. I mean, yeah. so basically, it's been Zach, Jim, and Vigil from the start, yeah. right? Yeah. But then you know that guitarist left, and then Chris came in from um, from Tidge. Texas in July. Texas in July. Chris yeah. is from Texas in July. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. thought he was from the from for the Fallen Dreams as well. Uh, no, he's from Texas in July. Now he stayed at Brian's uh, the the last time that Texas in July came through Charlotte, like on their last tour when they got JT. JT's a beast too, man. KB. Yes. Yeah, that guy's good, man. Yeah, he I like kind of got but... in a bad situation because I feel like a lot of people kind of stopped listening once Alex left. Yeah. Because that show at Tremont was empty, dude. Really? No one was there, was, but they killed. See, I saw them. I, I text Brian when I lived in San Diego, and they were in town. I said, yo, I'm about to see your boys in Texas in July. Yeah. And he goes, yo. He's like, uh, hold on a second. And he texts Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris came out and grabbed me and took me backstage, and I was hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. And then after the show, they dropped me off in their bus oh, at nice. the front gate of base. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But they were cool. I got to stand side stage that whole show, and it was Sick, dude. They were so freaking nice. Is that why yeah, they are, podcast? dude. So called Side Stage. <laughs> and Adam Gray is so funny, man. He's he like a really weird a dude. But he's so funny. <laughs> he is hilarious. Yeah, he hates metal. No, he doesn't. That's yeah. a false claim. No, I, he doesn't like it. Dude, I he's a, he's I a musical two, genius. I listened to two podcasts with him in the last week. No, he doesn't hate metal, but it's not his thing. Like, yeah, I mean, he likes it, but I don't know, man. He just appreciates music. Like, exactly. He's like a, Best friends with Matt Griner from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is drum they tech, both right? have very similar play yeah. styles. They're like the same person. They're both amazing drummers. Yeah. Like. They're both freaks. Yeah. yeah. Do you follow Adam Gray on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> the, no. Mishu- <laughs> the, the Brucey or whatever from Meshuggah, that like with the sunglasses and stuff. Yeah. But dude, I'll never forget. Um, there was like this string of shows in Canada, and uh, before uh, ABR would come on stage, they would play. Uh, Oh gosh, what's that System of a Down song? That's Chop so Suey. Good. They would play Chop Suey, and like the entire crowd would be like, "Trust and like they knew it word. It that song is so huge in Canada. Wow, 
I hate everything about that. <laughs> no, I love it. Another drummer that's a freak because I'm a drummer, but Luke Holland, that dude can rip. And you know, here's a, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I feel like Adam Gray would be a lot more famous if you knew how to... Mar- well, I listened to Holy Ghost Notes podcast with him. Jordan, let me another one. And, uh, Mick. And he talks about how he doesn't... He's not very active on social media because he doesn't know how to market himself. I feel like if he... Luke Holland would... No one would know Luke Holland's name if Matt Gray... If, Adam Gray knew how to market himself. No, but that's not true. I think he's a way. I mean, Luke, Matt, Luke Holland is a great drummer. He's he been in multiple bands and he's collabed with a lot of well, people. That, like, that's how he got on. He's collabed with Tyler Carter and he, he actually got a start on YouTube though. Yeah, well, that's how he got his he got start in those alive. bands. Was, yeah. I don't know, man. I just know that Brian has toured with a lot of great drummers and he was like, no one comes close to Adam Gray. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Well, oh, he was talking oh, on yeah, the podcast. He's like, I've played like. I've play, I've definitely played drums well over ten thousand. You know the ten thousand hour rule. Like if you use them for ten thousand hours, you're an expert at it. Mm-hmm. He's like I've definitely I'm at like twelve or thirteen thousand hours. He yeah. said for like six years I played two to three hours a day. Yeah. Like damn dude, I played Fortnite for about ten thousand hours. <laughs> <laughs> Still suck at it. Nah, he's awesome though, man. He's and he's he honestly like on that podcast list too. He's hilarious. Like drummers are always the nice ones, man. Shut up, Anthony. <laughs> they really are though. Am I wrong? Name a drummer that's a dick. Anthony Creamy. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Nah, man. I really Brian Sane. Do you, have you listened to the new? Yeah, right. August Brown. He's like the nicest person. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I had a T to the end of his name because he's a saint, brother. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Shut up, dude. Brian is all. I've not, like, I've, ne- I've interacted with Brian. I've known him for a long time, but, like, not really, like, at a level like you guys have, you know? Yeah. But he's always been the nicest person to dude, me. Dude. Like, yeah, down. I drove Brian to. Uh, his wedding, <laughs> but like, yeah, Brian is like one of these people where, I mean, he's a busy dude and he's a very hard worker. So we don't get to talk all the time, but I swear, man, it's like once every two weeks he'll call me and we'll have like a two or three hour conversation. I've heard that you can't get him off the phone when he you calls. Can't, you bro. can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't get him out of person either. Nah, well, bro. see, I want to. If he ever comes down this way, I'd, I would love to have him. Dude, on he would love to do Yo, it. Yo, hit him up on Discord and call, have him call in. Yeah. Bro. Cause, but that thing is, it might be a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, block out a whole so, day for it. So yeah. be it. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I love Brian to death, man. He's like a brother. But yeah, I remember Aunt like telling this story of how Brian came over and uh, hung out at Aunt's house one BTF night. BTF days, baby. Yeah, dude, and he hung out, and then like when he was leaving, the sun was out. He opens he, the he door. door. He's like, "Damn, the sun's out." Yeah, he opens the door. He's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Like, sun's up. We're like, me and Seth were like sitting there on the fight and we're like, yeah, no shit. Like, we were so tired, dude, but we're not going to tell him to stop talking because all his stories are great. They're interesting. Because yeah. he was telling us like tourist stories and stuff. Like the dude has so many stories and he's a, a fascinating storyteller. But yeah, dude, like me and Seth just kept shooting each other the glance like, yo, we ever going to go to bed? And yeah. like, I think we recorded a song that night too, man. That was one of those like late nights. Yeah, and Brian opens the door. He's like, all right, fellas, I'm going to head out. And we're like, thank God. And he opens the door, and like, you see the sunlight being through. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, the sun's up. He's like, I'll see you boys. We're like, damn. All right, dog, we'll see you. Dude, you know it's a late night, and you wake up, and you see the sun, dude. Yeah. Or like, well, not when you wake up, but when you get up to go to bed, the sun's man, already I'm up. Too, I'm too old for that. Yeah, I can't man. be doing dude, that, I can't, dude, I, I I've can't, only I, done that like three times in my life. Dude, I can't stay up past one thirty anymore. I, like, dude, I'm in bed at nine thirty every single night. Dude, but just a year ago, I was up to like three or four, and it wasn't bothering me at all. Now, oh, dude, man. I can't 
stay awake anymore. Mine comes at you fast, dude. I remember back in the day, I would leave ants around three, and then like when I was driving home, it'd be like three o three, and I'd be like, dude, it's three o three. Three o three, bro. <laughs> dude, when Seth used to work at Taco Bell, he wouldn't get off till like two or three, dude, and then he'd come, he'd come to my house, and we'd start drinking at like four a.m., dude, like insane. And now I can't even stay up like past twelve thirty or one. It's wild. I'm old. We as do. Hell. You feel like terrible the next day. Oh. Just- Dude, I feel terrible anyways the next time because <laughs> I am who I am, and I feel terrible. Gosh. No, I'm ready for Planet to open back up, man. I'm not. I'm Are you going to go with me when it opens, man? No. I'm going to stay at home. You scumbag. I've gained 15 pounds. That quarantine 15, Jordan, boy. you weigh 37 pounds. Yeah, nah, exactly. bro. I'm in the 160s now. Wow. You're 6'3". What? How tall are you? 5'9". You're not 5'9". Five 5'9"? Nine. Nine? I swear I am. No way, dude. Stand up. Brother, you're about 200 pounds second wet. Just kidding. Dude, you are short. I never realized how short you are. Wow, were. I'm 5'9", you racist. No, I'm, I'm actually a little bit taller than Anthony. Really? So, yeah. I'm like okay, six I'm 5'8", you, you racist. You thought I was taller? I did. For sure, I just always just... Dude, you're so I skinny, would, I think that's why I... I like wish it. I was 6'3". <sighs> Me too. I'd look so much better if I was 6'3". I'd look like a thick boy. Chris, what are you, 6'2"? <laughs> I'm almost 6'3", yeah. Yeah. About 6'2". I'm right jealous, now. man. Yeah, I'm 5'9". My license says 510, though. It got denied one hey. time. Yeah. Yeah, I was at a Thirsty Thursday, a crawdads game, and I showed my ID, and the guy was like, this isn't you. And I was like, uh, yes, it is. And he was like, you're not 510. I love how he looks at the height. Yeah. Like, people look at the age and the face, like, <laughs> oh, dude, you're definitely 140 pounds. Like, lose some weight, fat ass. He's like, bro, you can, you're fat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, lose some weight, buddy. Or get a better fake. Wow, dude. Yeah. I was like, uh, do I need to go get Charlie Downs, pal? He knows me. Wow. And he's like, nope, come on. Wait, who's Charlie Downs? Stupid he's question. He's the, uh, is he the GM of the Crawdads? Something like that. Oh, only you would know that. Oh, name drop over here. I know, only you would know that, yeah. Charlie Downs. Well, he used to work at uh, Grant Falls Middle School where my mom did. So that's oh, how I Oh, gotcha. Yeah. See, no one cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I miss baseball, boys. Uh, Don't care. Honestly, I used to love baseball, and I, I, mean, I still do, but like in the last like two years, I just haven't. I was supposed to go to Pittsburgh to watch Since the Pirates y'all are talking play baseball. I'm gonna I'm gonna excuse myself real quick. Start play watching or talking about baseball. What? Anthony's got a small bladder. That's all that is. I got a really. I got a P too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to pause it there? Yeah, we'll just pause it. We'll be right back. We'll be back, folks. All right, we're back. Are we back? We are. back. Are we truly back? Hey guys, we're we're actually truly back. All right, so I got a couple things I need to shout out. Um, first things. I got a couple upcoming episodes of some people I've been talking to. There's a band called Hire the Puppets. Uh, they're a punk band, and uh, they're honestly pretty good. Their sounds—I'll show you guys here in a little bit. They're—they're they're pretty good. I like them a lot, and they're—they're uh, they're pretty cool. They reached out. Where are they based out of? Around here? I know. I—I I don't really know, um, but they reached out to me because I think they're recording some stuff. They're trying to grow their band, which—that's the whole point of this podcast—is to showcase music and stuff like that and then anthony uh has a good friend who i've met a few times super nice guy his name's andrew uh probably better known by his stage name vacation he is a uh vacation with two a's yeah, by the way it's v-a-c-a-a-t-i-o and he yep. is like a um hip-hop r&b kind of is what you would call Classify it as, I guess. I would say R&B. Yeah, he's a producer, artist. Um, producer, definitely. And that's what we're going to tra- probably talk about more so on the podcast is he like he uses Logic just like I do, and I'm still learning, so he's going to try to get him to give me some tips and how he produces his stuff. And his music is 
good. I showed my wife, and she's not into that. And she, like, I just turned it on, and she just, like, looked at me like, who's this? And I'm like, oh, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, have you reached out to him? Yeah, I've talked to him yeah, a little bit. Him. I was yeah. going to try to get him on this weekend, but things got a little crazy. And uh, and I bought this adapter to record, like, Skype calls and stuff, and they're not – it's not working right. But uh, I think I know how to how I can bypass it and make it work better. So uh, hopefully next weekend, gotcha. I'm gonna have him on. Hopefully, or record with him next weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Drew, uh, somebody I met. He moved down here from Connecticut. Worked at Best Buy with me. We just kind of hit it off. Good buddies. Um. He showed me some videos of him playing acoustic. Dude's talented, man. Um. Can play guitar, sing. He. We like a lot of the same bands, man. Believe it or not. Drew likes a lot of good bands that we listen to. He just, you know, he's just more into that that sound right now. And I really think that he's focused on producing first uh, right now. Yeah. And I think that's going to propel him, man. Like, you can listen to his music, and you definitely tell the dude knows what he's doing around the mixing board. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he showed me a setup on FaceTime. And, like, dude, dude just has a studio in his living room. Like, it's insane. Like, he's, and, like, he, know, he knows computers he's very well, a too. He's a really so. nice guy. Like, yeah, he's really Andrew's nice. Andrew's, like, one of the nicest people I've ever yeah. met. Super smart, super funny. I read your file, by the way, if you're listening to this, buddy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hopefully you get him on because he's super cool. I mean, he, like I said, he knows his stuff around, about mixing and mastering, and he might even be able to show you something cool yeah. in Logic. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I've, I've kept up with him. Normally, like, when you post something about, like, he drops a new song. But I went through his SoundCloud the other day and listened to everything that he's put out. Dude, he dropped so much stuff, I can't even keep up yeah, with it anymore, man. It's like, a lot he's of stuff on there. And he'll send me demos. He'll message me stuff like, yo, I'm about to drop this tomorrow. He'll FaceTime me. I'm like, yo, me and Ian in the studio, bro. We're about to sh-. like, Oh, and his buddy Ian, man. Shout out to Ian. He uh, They do a lot of stuff together. That's Young Harm on a lot of his yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Um, Ian's actually also in a band. And Ian likes a lot of good music, too. I think he's he likes End and Counterparts, stuff like that. And uh, I've heard some snippets from his band's like EP, dude, and it sounds phenomenal. Really? Um, so Ian's one of those guys like that also listens to hardcore and stuff like that. But he's just him and Drew are just kind of riding that wave right now of like the the R and B kind of like mm, yeah, kind of that stuff right now. I didn't know he was dropping stuff like left and right, dude. It's they go to his SoundCloud. It's a lot. Like yeah. the last thing I heard from him was like the Kurt Cobain stuff. Oh, dude, that was like a year ago. Yeah, he's dropped. Yeah, go on SoundCloud. His stuff's even on Spotify right now, too. Spotify, is it, Apple Music. Spotify. Is it on Apple Music? Yeah, he's on pretty much all platforms, I'm pretty sure. Really? He, he can probably correct us, but um, he's on a lot of stuff, man. Super nice, dude. Love that dude. There's another guy I want to have on. What's his name, the guy you said from uh, Cole here? Cook. Cole Cook. He is a kind of a folk Americana type singer from around here. Anthony knew him from, uh, they used to work together, and I'm pretty, <sighs> I love that kind of music, and I'm pretty um, kind of snobbish about it. Because I feel like you got to have a certain persona to sing that kind of music. Mm-hmm. I don't know this guy. I don't know anything about him. But his the music was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, see, that's the thing about Cole. If you met him, you'd be like, yeah, this guy is a pers- yeah. personification of his music. Because he is, I'm not going to say like hipster or like out there, but he's definitely different. Yeah. Like he is all about music and like, st- like just – I don't know, it's hard to explain, but like one of the first times I hung out with him, like I worked with him, of course, he came to my house, he brings an acoustic guitar, and he just starts playing, and just starts singing like folky stuff, and it was good, man. I was like, dude, you have a lot of talent. He's like, man, I appreciate it, but he's like, I just kind of write songs, you know, whatever. And then like, then I see like he dropped like actual stuff on Spotify, he has like a music video, he's trying to get out there, and it's really good stuff, man. I like it. It's very, uh, 
I'd say kind of Avett Brothersy, kind of folky. If we're talking but a folky, more uh, I kind of want to give a shout out to Andrew Massey and the Midnight Americans. It's uh, is that the band we saw at Liquid Roots? I think that was Pete. I think that was uh, we Mr. Saw, Brown when he played. Yeah, we saw his band, but it wasn't. I don't think it was that band. That was Tickle More Bones. Tickle More Bones. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were good. Yeah. But Andrew Massey and the Midnight Americans are like better because that's him and uh, Jacob Johnson. Okay. Yeah, dude, dude, that's two people you should have on, man. You that should would have Massey be and good. Jacob Johnson. Yeah, that's... Massey is a very smart, very smart dude. Um, well, Jacob Johnson, he's been big around here for a long dude, time. Dude, Jacob can yeah, shred, yeah. dude. Yeah, and he kind of takes a back seat to Andrew in this group. But, like, them together, man, it's it's fantastic. Isn't Jacob Johnson hips or something like that? Yeah, Jacob yeah, Johnson yeah, hips. Yeah. He, has a, he has a very John Mayer bluesy. Yeah. My mom saw him live. She's he's like, you so would like him because he's, he's like John Mayer. And Massey's talented, man. Super nice guy, too. When I met him. Uh, yeah, uh, we met him. He was like as nice as he's he can, like, man. He's Brian Sane and Chris Pratt. Like, rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like, so funny because when I went to school with him, like so many people – that was like before he grew his hair all along. And so many people – um. You remember Austin that used to work at the Teen Center, Redhead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to be like, dude, you are just Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec. <laughs> and like, dude, he really I is. I always thought of that, man. He's, yeah, yeah he, was, he was a Andrew, nice guy man. when I met him, though. But see, there's, there's another more local artists, man, you can oh, have there's on a here. Ton there's a ton of talent around really, Yeah, good We have a guy around, around here that we all went to high school with named Zeb Spencer. He was uh, on American Idol, was mm-hmm. on the show itself, not just in the auditions. Uh, didn't win clearly, but we. Uh, I'd like to have him on. He's a nice guy. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people. I, believe it or not, I, when I went to Nashville, I went and met up with uh, Tyler Cannon and yep. watched him play on Broadway. I remember you told me dude, about he's that. Talented. Bro, that guy. He can shred, dude. Is, Holy crap, he can shred. I mean, he's he's always been a really nice guy. Was like kind of pretty. Was kind of buddy. Is he touring with like Cowboy Troy or something? Yeah, he's his lead guitar player. Okay. Cowboy um, Troy. I was like I was friends with Tyler in high school, you know, but like he was that guy that. He didn't do a whole lot because he was busy working on learning how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not learn in high school. The dude could shred. Now I got videos on my phone when I saw him out in Nashville. Dude, he's unreal. He is ridiculous, dude, he, bro. He, he came to the library one time and wanted to jam with me and John and Kyle. And we're like, he's right, too good. But you're on a different league. Yeah, dude soloed. I remember Zach Williams like I think made a joke about it. He was like, "Yo, why is that dude soloing for like 30 minutes straight? <laughs> and no, nobody else is doing a damn thing." Because, dude. Like he was like, hell yeah! He's like, play that, play that beat, that snare beat or whatever. I play, and this dude just, yeah. Like, just, but like, I was I like, saw, dude, I'm just gonna stop playing. Like, just go ahead. His ver- <laughs> stop the show. I, I was talking to him. I was talking to him about his his rig, like that he uses for live. I don't even want to know what his rig is. It's probably we play. He's stupid. sponsored by a place company called uh, Tone Shield and Nags Guitars. Nags Guitars are high end, like three four thousand dollar guitars. And this thing he has is freaking beautiful. It, dude. He's dude. insane. And his guitar amp. I've never heard. I mean, I got a really nice overdrive pedal on my board that can make a uh, even a decent amp, amp sound good. Mm-hmm. Just the I had talked to him when I first seen him. I said, "Bro, what kind of pedal are you running?" He's like, "Oh, that's just the amp. The edge of breakup tone that he has in that guitar amp he's using is it's heavenly. Like, and like the thing is, he not only knows how to play guitar, he understands dynamics. He knows how to play with the music. The dude is ridiculous." Yeah. Oh, he's, he's insane, man. He's been insane. Yeah, yeah I saw him do like playing the, with his uh, teeth and stuff. Like, yeah, like behind the head. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, like, stared him down at the chorus concert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he uh, played a, a little, all on the Watchtower by yeah. Hendrix, and he's got a pretty good voice too. He normally doesn't sing. He normally plays. I've never heard him sing. The singers will take a back seat, take a break or whatever, and he'll 
sing a couple songs. He sang that, and dude, the guy's good, man. I, I really hope yeah, – we, we were talking, and he wants to get in on – because in Nashville you have Broadway players, mm-hmm. you have songwriters, and you have studio musicians. And right now he's just a Broadway guy. He makes pretty good money, I, I assume. Oh, yeah. Because sure he plays he six days a week. And you know he gets free drinks and stuff too, free food, yeah. I'm sure. But he, um, he's married now, so – um, his wife lives out there, so and I, I know that's crazy. Him working till two, three in the morning every night when his oh, wife's, man. you know. But uh, but I really hope that he can get on a couple, because he's met, you know, Cole Swindell. Oh yeah, he's like buddies with Cole Swindell. He's met him a few times, and he was telling me that Cole Swindell said he's like, I want to get you in at least in on a writing session to get your name like on a, a song. like a studio musician. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he awesome, should be. Man. He should be a studio well, no, musician. Well, no, no. A writing, a writing session, not a studio session. Like a writing credit, just, like him. Yeah, having, like, like but get him in on. He said, if you're even there at the table while they're writing a song, you get credit for it. He said, I want to get you. Yeah. on a number one song because it's a which is awesome. Pretty well known fact that most country artists probably do not write their own music. Exactly, is, obviously. But. Well, I mean, they work for publishing companies. That's what Chris Stapleton did before he put his first album. Oh yeah, dude, he worked he for a publishing so company. Well, that's a lot of people. All like, these bangers, yeah. like you know, yeah. that's a lot of like. There's a lot of very talented people behind the scenes that write people's songs. Oh, 100 percent. But yeah, I, really, I remember like uh, Brandon Church, Eric's brother. He was yeah. still getting paid for his credit on like "How About You." You know what I mean? Like, cause well, see, my wife grew up with Eric Church and his family. Yeah, and she knew Eric well before yeah. he passed away. And Brandon, wrote, not Eric. Yeah, well, she knew Brandon well. Sorry, yeah, before dude, Brandon was away. such a nice dude. Yeah, huh? and he wrote the majority of Eric's newer or older stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a firm believer. If it wasn't for him, Eric Church would not be Eric Church. Yeah, you I know. believe that. I didn't know that. I was rather write his stuff. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. passed away, unfortunately. Brandon but, uh, was a great dude. Yeah. yeah, everybody, I never met him, but everybody I've ever talked to said he was awesome. Very selfless. Yeah. See, that, that, like, as we're talking about it, it just shows, like, there's so many musicians, so many talented people oh, around here. Mm-hmm. Western North Carolina, where we live, is a freaking hotbed. Well, dude, oh, yeah. do you know that, like, almost everybody at Guitar Center is in a band? That, yeah. So the the guy Ryan that sold you the pedal, yeah, and Daniel the drum guy that sold me my drum yeah. set, they're both in a band called the Benson. They play at uh, Liquid Roots all the time. So, really, and I'm sure they're friends with Massey and all those guys that play there. And then the girl, there's a redhead girl there, Sarah. Sarah yeah. King, she's also a musician. And dude, Sarah Sarah is like the nicest person. Her she's really nice. Her family pretty much bought all their cell phones for me at Best Buy for the last like four years. And dude, her dad and mom are the nicest people I've ever met. And her and her sister are like the sweetest people. And I, I tried to get out to Liquid Roots so many times when she was doing open mics, and I did not get out there. But shout out to her, because that's another good musician around here. Um, she has songs, I think, on Spotify and stuff like that, too. So. You know what's something you need to um, look up? Go on Larry's Music and Sound, their website. Yeah. And they do a um, like a uh, pretty much an artist showcase, because um, Corey, the, another guy that works here. Corey Goble? Goble, yeah. Yeah, dude, I've seen him a lot. Like, he well, he's friends with like Caleb Wilson, I think. Yeah, he's cousins. With, he's Caleb's cousin. <laughs> uh, we talked. I was talking to him one day in there, and turns out we know so many of the same people, but have never met up until. Like he's a really cool guy. He's he, like a very nice dude. Like I oh, ran into him a couple times when I was in there, and yeah. like, I've seen him around. But but he uh, owns a film production company. Um, I don't remember the name of it. And I feel bad for not knowing it, but he films all that stuff for Larry, and they record it and put these Zebels on there and like you should see the artists they put out through there. Yeah. They're you know Justin Clyde Williams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's been on there. 
He has a CD out at Larry's. I was about to say, does he still do stuff? Yeah. I haven't seen much of him, but I also um, for, I don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah. That's where I used to see him. A little, but a he's really talented. He's real talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they he's got, got that old school country yeah. kind of sound. Yeah. He definitely has a a set in sound that's not changing. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, they got they did a lot of cool videos on there. A lot of um, more more most of it's mostly like country ish folk type. Yeah. Stuff, but. It's all really good, really good quality video, really good quality editing. Uh, it's, they're really good videos. See, to watch. When I see Corey around, like he, that dude, just looks like he would play music. You know, he just looks like he'd be in a band yeah. or whatever. But he is, uh, yeah, he is really nice. Like, yeah, he seems like he would be. Because I started going in there a lot, but then I started taking lessons again in there with a the guy that teaches there. And now every time, him and Nick from from. Uh, Gates of Syria. Gates of Syria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's they work in there, and every Nick's, time now Nick's they're a very like, talented person, dude. They're like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" Like, it's like we've known each other for a hundred years. Yeah, you know. But that's the thing about us being in Western North Carolina. Like, we're in like the you know the bluegrass area, of course. And there's, there's gonna be a lot of folk music, country style, because that's what the people around here like, and people mm-hmm. are kind of stuck in their ways. But I mean, a couple of years ago, we did have a pretty nice little metal scene. We really did. Yeah. Um. I mean, we had a lot of good bands come through, and like even at the library, I'm still kind of. I'm still kind of in shock. A lot of the good bands that we had come through there, man. What was that band from Black Mountain? That like we were gentlemen. Yes, they're from Virginia, but they moved to Black Mountain. I think so. Right around maybe, the time maybe, they maybe. played at the library. But yeah, we were gentlemen. Their uh, vocalist used to be in a band called Winter Solstice. Really, which was really good. Uh, Kyle told me about them, and their guitar player that played with him at the library show um, joined for the Fallen Dreams right after that. So what? Yeah, really? they still band? Changes. I don't think so. We were gentlemen. They were good though. Not for the Fallen Dream. Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, we, yeah. Because uh, Chad went back to the band. D- Dylan, yeah. Dylan was out vocals, and Chad was back on. Dylan has a new group, new little stuff he's putting out. I saw uh, him put it out on Instagram the other day. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. Sure, I'm not being the minority um, here, you know, but uh, I like Dylan's you know vocals Matt better. Well, a I tattoo so. artist. I don't think so. I've heard of him. I think. So good, but anyway, um, I'm pretty sure his. It's not Anthony French. I ain't let him touch me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his wife used bro. to date the guy from uh, for the Fallen Dreams. Sorry, just a random. Who did? Bit. His wife. I thought you said he used to date the guy. Nah. I was like, when's Zara Chains? I don't know. She cute. Anyway, do you remember that band Wretched? Yes. Remember their bass player? Wretched. Yes. Remember uh, he had like the hottest girlfriend ever. Dude, Rico, the Seneca's bass player, had the hot stuff ever. That's him. That's him? Oh, yeah. Okay. The short white the, guy the huge with gauges. huge gauges? Yes. Yeah, that's him. Would wear basketball shorts yeah. every show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, how yeah. I, that's how I remember him. Yeah, that's Hottest him. girlfriend ever. Yeah. I remember you guys Sanders. Remember, Sanders. You guys remember We Shot Goodnight? Yes. Yeah. Dude, they pulled the hottest girls, too. But it's pop-up, man. Pop-up, I mean, you know, man. Uh, another lead singer is a cop now. Yeah. Charlotte. Really? Yeah. Uh, Isn't it cr- Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. Anthony and I, t- and the first time he was on, we talked about... Back in the day when we were playing shows and playing music, we're all, all pushing thirty yeah. for the most part now. And people have <laughs> people, yeah, no, people have lives and people have grown up. Isn't yeah. it just absolutely insane to see the guys that have stuck with it, like Scott? Brian grew up for a long time, but now he's back playing music again. Buddy, yeah. Buddy, Scott, Kyle. Well, well Wes doesn't do music anymore. I but. don't. Buddy doesn't play anymore. Yeah. But Kyle. But Kyle's, Kyle's still, still yeah. But Kyle's a, a lifer, bro. Yeah, but like, I love Kyle. <laughs> well, he's in his forties, so. Oh yeah, dude. but like, isn't it crazy to see like how 
things change. Like we were talking about John Croom from uh, Heroes Arrival. That oh, yeah. dude's like an Olympic cyclist oh, yeah. now. Yeah, dude. He's you know, in fantastic shape. Well, dude, yeah. Well, dude, he used to be kind of junky. Yeah. You know how we were talking about Blake earlier being a, like a rocket scientist or whatever? Yeah, bro. Yeah. I remember the first time I met Blake. He's an awkward teenager. He came to the library when he was in My Blood, Your Bayonet, him and Matt. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and Matt, that's another good guy. God, don't, oh, don't, yeah. don't let me forget the drummer's name. He went to the military. I can't remember his name. He was oh, nice Brett? Dude. Brett. Yeah, Brett. Brett Good. Brett Good, yeah. yeah and Matt Parlier yeah. and uh, Blake were in Your Blood, My Bayonet, which actually pretty good music. I remember they were so awkward, man, the first time I met them. But I guess everybody was awkward when we were teenagers like that. What was the band? But you know what's funny? Some of these guys are in these bigger bands. I didn't realize they were the same age as us. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at them like, oh, man, these guys are like better than the scene. when Texas in July went on tour with They were younger Doag, than us. They were still in high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, Texas in July were so young. Dude, yeah. And Brian, yeah, and Brian, I remember Brian was in his 20s, and he was like, dude, Adam Gray is like 17 and killing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, better musicians than any of us will ever be, and they're yeah. like teenagers, dude. It's oh, insane. Man. Yeah, like imagine being a teenager in high school and you're recording an album that's like produced to the masses, you know, like well metal masses, of course. But you know, that's the thing is that they went on that tour with Doag immediately after played one more small tour with Hundredth and um, somebody else, and then they played Scream the Prayer, and they were getting more reaction than and that's the biggest when I met them. I met them at Scream the Prayer. I went with Brian. Yeah, we ate uh, the first one. That's what you did vocals for them. No, 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 no. That was at Greensboro. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll never forget that night, though. The night before that, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with Brian, and I was like, dude, I want to do Elements tomorrow. And he and he texted Alex, and he was like, yo, my boy wants to do Elements tomorrow. And, like, he didn't say anything. And he just showed me a text. He said, all right, done. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I am the no, fire, like, the wind, and the but, sea. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, you know, they were a no-name – no name band on that tour with Deception, and then they did one other tour where they get in a little they bit of traction. Blew up, bro. And then Scream the Prayer was for today was headlining that, mm-hmm. and they were. I remember reading an article saying that people were leaving after Texas in July and not watching for today. Yeah, not a big group, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's ridiculous. Insanely talented. They man. they blew up in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. And of course, Hundredth Man used to be great. They blew up in a heartbeat too, Little and they Beach, wrote, natives. in my opinion, one of the best hardcore albums that's ever been written. Um, when will we when will we surrender? Yeah, I was but then like, to Kyle about it. Kyle was like, "Dude, that album is still in my top three. It's perfect. It yeah. it, it is perfect. The album Great is album. fantastic." But like then they they made a, a change in music style. Which Let was, go was still good. It was still really Let good. Go was good. And then the rest is history. Wait, but, who was on? Was it Vigil? Yes, Vigil yeah, was on right, it. The guy right, from right. My Children, My Bride was on it. Um, Speaking of that band, I don't know if you ever listened to them. They Underrated, were really bro. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> they were heavy. Yeah, their vocalist was... Oh, and he had huge white gauges. That's what I remember most about that guy. Yep. Long black hair and huge white gauges. Um, but that era of when we were in our late teens, early 20s music, was man. fantastic. And now it's good, but like then it was like... I guess, I guess everybody says that because that's the bands that shape you. Yeah, you know, so you're like when you're younger, you know, older people are like, yeah, Pantera is the best music ever. Of course, you were a, a teenager in the '90s. Of course, you're gonna love Pantera. Yeah, you know, but I do believe in the terms of hardcore music that that era was mm-hmm. as good as you're gonna get. You guys remember the old Four Letter Life fiasco where they were supposed to go to the teen center and they're yeah, like kind of yeah. lied about it? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. I remember we were waiting for them to come on. They're like, yeah, they're not gonna make it. We're like, yeah, no crap. Yeah, that'd have been cool though. Weren't they supposed to get confide too? Yeah, I think so. 
What was the um, of Machines was a great man of Machines. The, the yeah, because the drummer of Of Machines was in Woe Is Me, correct? I think so. Yeah, it was either them or Motionless and White. He was the drummer for Motionless and White, maybe. Who was it? it? Someone's was, brother. It was one of those two bands. Something though. like To the Wolves or something. Uh, Spencer Chamberlain's brother, and Spencer yep. was at yep. that show. Yep. I met Spencer at that show because he was standing in the very back with a hood on, and I was watching him. Is they opened for you guys for North Bay? I don't think so. No, they. I remember that show specifically because I was a diehard Under Oath fan. I I still love Under Oath that era. But I remember thinking, I remember looking, like, hey, that guy playing drums looks just like Spencer. But this guy beside me looks just like Spencer. Mm. And I was like, hey, man, I don't want to like, draw attention. Because that's at the height of their success, you know. And I was like, are you? You are. You're Spencer. And he's like, yeah, man. Because he's from Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking for a few minutes. And like some other people started noticing him. And I think he kind of dipped out. Yeah, which I don't blame him. And that was like, they were the biggest band in post-hardcore at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, yeah, I would never. That, to the, they were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were really good. But I think they were. They were playing in Charlotte that weekend or something, and I think that's why he made the drive to see his brother. His parents were there, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll never forget that show. That was wild as heck to see him in Hickory, freaking North Carolina. We, we played with some bands at one of those church shows with uh, Here's Dr. a Rival. Remember Dr. Acula? Yeah, we, we did, for Dr. Yeah. Acula. But we, we played with some band that was on tour with somebody pretty big, like maybe on tour with like Continuance or uh, State Service Surrender. Or maybe Continu- I played with them before. Continuous vocalist was the vocalist of St. Samuel Surrender, right? Yes. Yeah. There's no way those that's a coincidence they sounded exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy had the most unique vocals I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Oh, dude, when I saw them in Greenville, South Carolina, though, they got zero reaction. Really? Dude, yeah. they're so... They I still opened for 100th. Dude, North Bay, we... Continuance opened for 100th? Yes, um, it was at this place called The Channel. I'm not trying to be Greenville, rude. Greenville, South Carolina. 100th it, was not the band Continuance was. Like, in my opinion. Yeah, but at that time, that was like right after when Will We Surrender yeah. came out, and it was me, Kyle, John, and Casey Sane. That's I when remember. they played, the, when Hundreds played the whole Will We, we When yes. Will We Surrender album. Yes. Correct? Okay, I remember that. When you yeah, that. and I remember uh, Continuance like finished the song and got like zero reaction. I remember John Hanby, like, it was so quiet in there, and John said, dead as a damn doornail. <laughs> like, you could hear it perfectly, because no one was saying anything. I love that album with the green album with the compass or whatever that's mm-hmm. on the front of it. I love that album. Good pause again. I have to piss really bad. Anthony. Oh goodness. Goodness. All right, we're back, and uh, since Anthony hates it, Jordan, let's talk about this uh, new Thing on pop punk, uh, this new artist, maybe you've heard of him, named uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Snooze fest. Yeah. Um, well, he put out. You can't say that he's not kind of versatile. He's okay. He's for if you don't garbage, know, dude. shut up, Anthony. If you don't know, he is putting out a pop punk album with Travis Barker. I think Travis Barker might be producing it, but he's also playing drums on it. See, that's when you know the artist has reached their end. They turn to Travis Barker for help. Little Wayne. Travis Barker was a fan though. Yeah, Travis Barker is. I, Shut up. Travis, Travis Barker, Barker likes anybody with tattoos, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, so they, a couple of podcasts, dude. A couple weeks ago, they released um, a Paramore cover that was hot garbage. Yes, it I'll was agree with that. The Misery Business? Yes. Yeah, no one can good. cover Paramore except for Sea of Treachery, baby. Yeah. yeah. 
It was really bad, but and he so did a Rihanna cover though, and that was a little bit better. But Bloody Valentine is a solid yeah, song. They dropped this song called Bloody Valentine the other day. It's the first single off this album he's putting out, and I, I listened to it honestly. Ironically, I was like, "All right, buddy, we'll see what it is." Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard it, I was critiquing. I was like, "Well, you can still hear a lot of his rap in his voice, like the way he raps, especially in the bridge." And then I was like, I started over, and I was like. I started listening. I was like, "It's catchy, man." This is—it's very simple, yep. very simple written, except for Travis Barker on drums. Hate the artist, hate the name. Oh, I, easy. But like, but like, honestly, dude, this song is good. It is. Like, it's really good. I will yeah. take. I'm excited your word to hear. It. I'm honestly excited to hear more. To I thought Eminem killed his career. Oh God, what is that? MGK's this was better than Eminem's. Don't get me started. Not even hardly. white rappers. We gotta stop this white on white crime, dude. <laughs> not, not hardly. Yeah, BTF versus James Walker. <laughs> Hot beef you coming at you. Up, it's still going on. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> so if you don't, no one knows this. Well, some people know that. Anthony was in a rap group. A collective. A collective uh, with uh, most of the time Seth Green. And Jay Sets. Old Nard Dog here do was, was on, a, on the track. <laughs> I was on, on a, some like hook. And what B, hey, what B, was that cover? Uh, we you had B. Sane on there too. I'm, I'm getting Boys that. In the hood. Boys in the Hood cover. Uh <laughs> and if you can hear Jordan's voice now, it sounds exactly like that on the rap song. So uh, they had Brian on I there. Like being in Caleb Anthony's Day. basement, and Anthony played some BTF like before many people knew that it was a thing. And I remember Addison Porch heard my voice and just started busting out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's like, like the beats weren't that good. Hey, the, man, said the Anthony. Best. Shut up! I'm not done talking. The beats weren't that good. The um, the vocals, the sound of the vocals weren't bad, but they're not going to get you mainstream. But lyrically, you guys had some bangers. The Katie Hawkins with the rolling book bag line by Seth <laughs> is the greatest rap line that's ever been. I really on the think planet. Anthony is a talented rapper. I re- um, you were good. Um, yeah, when when you performed at the open mic night at Evening Muse in Noda. I thought you did a better job than Dylan Freeman. I'll stand by that. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've had comparisons to Big Sean and Schoolboy Q and a couple of things. I, I like Big Sean, bro. I've had comparisons, you know, like Nas. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, I had fun rapping, No, man. it it's was fun, fun, and it was man. fun to listen to. Like I, But, overall, I thought it was really good. But, like, if you really break it down, there were some parts that were lacking. But, lyrically, you guys were funny. Uh, one of you the guys most were savage good. moments I mean, in rap history – I remember it, man. I remember like it was yesterday. Seth was rapping. You guys were recording a song. It was right after like Tim had told Holly Ward, if you want to date me, just let me know. Like he really told her that. Yeah. <laughs> and she was there. He was there. And Seth was rapping. And Seth rapped into the mic at your house. Holly, if you want to date me, just let me know. Yeah. And like that was Seth the song- just... Oh, that man. was the song B Sane was on, man. But yeah. like we started BTF as a joke, man, because when we were in high school, Seth made these cheesy beats on the keyboard and we'd rap to him and like our classmates loved him. Like our girls thought it was hilarious. Obviously you're in high school, you're you're like wanna get girls. Like like they think you're funny. So we keep doing it. And they were like, you know, we we actually we could do this. Like we could be serious about this. We could actually be rappers. Mm-hmm. And no, we couldn't. <laughs> no, we couldn't. <laughs> it's really hard to be a, a white rapper, I'd say. Yeah, and then me and Anthony had like a a rift for a little bit because Anthony and Seth decided to write a diss track about me. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> it's, and it's somewhere in the archives. It's a really good song, but 
Yeah. <laughs> it was all because I was friends with Casey Sane. Okay, let's not, let's not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, dude? Because. Um, oh, things are getting real here on side stage. Yeah, yeah. We're about to have it's a breakthrough. Okay. It's all right. I'm over it. You are not the father. Yeah, Anthony didn't talk to me for like six I, months. Bro. I do remember that. I, I oh, we're about that. to beef again, buddy. You hypocrite. You collected unemployment. You misogynist. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm like four beers deep. Calm down. Whoa. No, I'm just four kidding. Mick Ultras deep. So four waters deep. Hell yeah. yeah let's go. Con- concert peeing. waters. So he's peeing so much. But um, yeah, man. Like me and Seth started as a joke. We thought we could take off. We did it. We got into some local beef. Always. You got to do that when you're a white rapper. You got to find some beef of some sort. Played a couple shows. We actually performed at the Caldwell County Fairgrounds. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Actually, that was actually that was a super fun time though because we got obliterated before the show, and like Caleb Day's up there rapping with us. He was kind of a collective of BTF for a while. Dude's up there chiefing sigs on stage. Like we were just doing whatever, and there was maybe twenty people there. Yeah, you had to listen to that before you could pet the goats. Yeah, (laughs) before the fair, that was part of your admission. And then I got into some more beef, man. The guy that the his parents own the fairgrounds, Tyler Green, that I used to rap with, like he went on like a spell with him, one of his buddies. I remember that, yeah. And they just like started making diss tracks about me out of nowhere and uploading them. I heard him. I was like, wow, man, I've kind of hurt. Like I feel about a little bit you? betrayed. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I'm kind of hurt and kind of betrayed. And then like two years later, he messages me on Facebook. I believe he's like, hey, dude, I'm really sorry, man. I was just like really in a fucked up place, like in a weird mind <laughs> mindset, weird space. I was like getting drunk and doing drugs all the time. And he's like, dude, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I do apologize. I'm like, takes a big man to apologize. I appreciate that, man. Like, uh, I could say I was a little bit hurt about yeah, it. I, I never do. got an apology for Anthony. You guys need to collab now. We and did. like, collab do like a Mar- No, do like a, no, after that, do like a Marvin Dream with like someone reading that message like in the beat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's a side stage official. Nard, I apologize for making the J sets rap. Okay. Oh, breaking news! Side Thanks, man. Seven years later. I apologize. It, <laughs> hey, it was it was a banger at the time, man. But I still never listened to it. I kind of don't want to hear it. You probably don't, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> Let's. It's on SoundCloud. We can find it. No, yeah. it's not on SoundCloud. Seth was like, "Dude, I'll play it for you." <laughs> I think Andrew. I think Andrew Knopp tried to play it for you at one of John's birthdays, and like you weren't. Yeah, that's it. when it ha- That's when I found out about it. Yeah. Andrew was like, "Dude, I heard a song about you. It's, it's, it's great. great." I'm like, "Hey, Andrew, thanks, man." <laughs> yeah, I went to Andrew. I was hey, like, guy, Dude, what the hell?" You. Yeah, it wasn't a good birthday party, to say the least. Yeah, I left. <laughs> that was when Seth was talking to Trey and his uh, neighborhood buddies about some weird stuff <laughs> that we won't talk about. Because Seth was drunk. I remember but. how often Trey used to poop his pants. Wow. Why, why are we getting on this? Trey's, Trey's a big dude. Why are we man. getting on this? But anyways, yeah, I used to be a, a semi-famous white rapper around here in Caldwell County. Okay, I'm glad you put Caldwell County in there. BTF, like, look it up. Hey, it was on top charts for Reverb really Nation. I anything. I helped Madison Mumgarner cheat on a vocabulary test once <laughs> in exchange <laughs> for an autograph. Shout out to Madison Mumgarner. Man, going back to the talented people around here, wow. Yeah, I taught him how to spell some words. Because he's so stupid. <laughs> Okay, well, I ho- hope he doesn't listen to this. He won't. I'm getting that, I'm getting that autograph. You boys are. <laughs> I'm like, dude, will you sign this Aflac All-American card for me in exchange for me telling you how to spell? You know what's funny? Keaton, the guy I do this with all the time. Yeah. I've known been He's his neighbor, right? Next door neighbors with him. Yeah. Wow. Dude, so he probably knows Ray. Does he know Raymond Kroom? 
I don't know. I think he lives down the street too. He might. Wait, uh, is that uh, what's her name? That girl's boyfriend? Uh, Sydney. Yeah, Raymond. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Ray's a nice dude. He came to my house at one time. Yeah. Yeah, New Year's Eve, yeah. man. He was nice, man. Yeah, Ray's a really nice dude. But dude, uh, I, I mean, I know I do the podcast. Really, I love Keaton to death, man. We've been. Good dude, they live in BFE, Lenore, bro. I mean, Lenore, it's it's that's bum town, brother. It's further towards granite than here. That's bum town, dude. Bum nation, Lenore. This is considered Hudson, and they live up behind Pooby's Chapel. I know, but it's considered Lenore. I'm telling you, Bum Nation. I guess that maybe if you keep going further down that road, it's considered Lenore. Yeah, because you end up in uh, what's what's that uh area? Something Hill. It's Bumtown, brother. Shoot, no, Something Hill. What Oak is Hill? it? Oak Hill. Oak Hill. Yeah. Oak Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bumtown. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, we went to his place for like a July Fourth thing. Me and Did you love it. Her who shall not be named. And, uh, yeah, dude. You hurting right now, Jordan? Yeah, he's hurting really yeah, bad. Bro. Do you want to play some Marvin I've Jordan? Never make came, he's, better? He's, I've never came closer to getting a restraining order. I thought you were going to say something totally different. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> or, I misinterpreted it. I'm glad. But, um, yeah, Jordan's been lonely, man, through quarantine. I've been okay. He's been bored and lonely. No. I've kidding. noticed the influx of Instagram stories that went up since you've been They bored. have. There's another sure. thing. My wife works with uh, Jordan's mom. Mm-hmm. And has for a long time. Jordan's mom was my math teacher at Caldwell. Shout out. <laughs> Taught you how to add and subtract. Shout yeah, out, yeah. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Math 060. Shout out, Ronnie, mayor of Cages Mountain, baby. Woo-hoo. Let's I go. I gave him a haircut the other night. You gave him a haircut? Yeah. God, I don't want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> it don't look too great, but hey, man. Did the best I could. Guys, I know this is random, man, but shout out to our buddy Charlie Reinhardt, man. He had his firstborn son. Yeah, the Henry, Cinco boy. de Mayo. It was on the Cinco world, de Mayo? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Charlie. 1 a.m., yeah. man. Are they going to call him Hank or are they going to call him What's Henry? What's his name again? Henry. Henry. Yep. Henry. That's a badass. Henry that's Charles. Andrew Massey's son's name as well. Henry Charles. My mom said he sounds like royalty or like he would be president. Henry Charles. Charles. That's, a cool, yeah, uh, that's a cool name. Yeah. Dude, I like that a lot. Yeah, congrats to him, man. Congrats to Lauren. Congrats to him. Congrats to the family. That's awesome. I love it, man. Yeah, when are you going to see him? I don't know, man. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know this coronavirus stuff's still going on, but... It's a hoax, buddy. Yeah, it <laughs> might be. But hey, if you guys are listening to this, this is uh, officially Saturday the 9th of May. Um, a lot of things have actually opened back up today. TJ Maxx was ridiculous. Like, wow, you would need anything for TJ Maxx, but... We started this. We, we did the first episode with you here, like, the week it shut down, right? Yeah, the week of quarantine, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's been wild, man. Yeah. I just don't. Some of the stuff I just don't buy, man. I'm not gonna be that guy, but I just don't buy some of the stuff. I don't. Stuff, I don't but... ever put the tinfoil hat on, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, there's some things about this. Dude, who do, who do you know that's had it? Yeah, I do. I've got like. I've got... Actually, there's a guy I work with. His wife tested positive. I've got like a really. Yeah. Is actually, she okay though? I think she's fine now. But they sent him and his work partner home for two weeks. Was she like sick? Sick? I, I don't know any because I haven't been to the shop in so long because I've mm-hmm. been having my work truck here. Mm-hmm. So they, my boss just called me and said, "Hey man, have you been just, working like normal though?" Yeah, I've been working just fine. Mm-hmm. But he called me and said, "Just so you know, uh, this individual and his wife." I just feel like me, you, or Aunt could have it and like not even know we had it. You know I, I, yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, they could even be altering these tests, man. To boost them. Who knows at this point? But, well, there is a lot of talk about like uh, uh, hospitals getting paid more if they like a death was coronavirus. Well, you know they're not doing many autopsies, right? So if somebody like yeah, drops dead of a heart yeah. attack, they're like coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm I'm not gonna like air people's personal business out, but like going back to Charlie, like his 
his wife, one of her family members, apparently had tested positive really? for it. One of the first the first confirmed case in Catawba County, actually. Really, really. At a senior living facility, but. Oh, senior living. Well, yeah, that's one of those, that place. This yeah. like a cesspool, man. Yeah, but, but it's not a nursing home. It's like it's like an apartment complex for uh, older folks. Yeah, 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 man. yeah. But I remember in like Burke County, over like seventy five percent of their cases were all due to senior living. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And like I, I don't know, man. Who, who really knows? It's just kind of up in the air at this point. But hopefully, this stuff will end fairly soon. I mean, I've still kind of been living my life as normal. I mean, I, I, I go disc golf with disc people. Golf? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of disc uh, golf. I went. By the way. I guess I could tell you this off the podcast, but we I played at a course in Wilkesboro last weekend. Rolling Pines? Bro. Great course. If it's, awesome if it's Rolling Pines. Yes. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Near downtown? Yeah, we need to go play that. Yep. I love that course, man. It was great. awesome. Yep. You've been, uh, you been hooping your, in your just, driveway, dude? Just put the new net up. Dude, I tried to hoop with with him, and he never, like, lets me come Dude, over. Dude, sorry, I've been busy. I had to Dude, go back. coronavirus, you can't come over to his house. That's a lie, Okay, boy. guys, to clarify, I was all, I was out of work for almost a month. Had nothing to do, man. And I played, obviously played video games a lot and hung out and, you know, stayed at home. And then, you know, Jordan would come over, would, you know, drink a little bit, play basketball. And then I went back to work two weeks ago. Um, my GM from Best Buy called me up and – uh, said, you know, hey, we're um, for lowering them employees, but you, we have, you know, decided to retain you as an employee. And I was like, oh, very surprising. I've been off for a whole month, and now you want me back. <laughs> they always He's come back. Now. <laughs> they always call back. But uh, I was like, you know, I would rather have job security than collect unemployment for temporarily, because who knows how what that's going to happen. But I decided to stay on, man, and went back to work. And now I'm doing something different than I was before. I was doing sales, now I'm doing inventory, but. It's great, man. I've been getting a lot of steps in and getting a lot of workout, man, doing some more physical labor, and I actually do enjoy it, man. I mean, it, it, feel good, it feels good to get back to work. I'm a lot more tired lately, and school's wrapping up. It's my last week, thank God. Straight A's again, boys. Let's get a yee-yee for that. Oh, good job, pal. Thanks, Dude, buddy. 12 hours. 12? <laughs> 16 credit hours, buddy. Calm you down. 16? Yeah. You got straight A's? Yeah, I took a proud that's actually, actually, that's load, pretty man. impressive. I'll yeah, yeah, I'm proud of you. While man. working full time, man. I never went to college, enough, so. Peace. Hey, man, it's not for everybody. For I'm real. trying, man. Hey, it's not a race, man. As long as you got a work it. ethic, it don't matter, bro. It's not, a, it's Kenan, not a race. I use Keenan for example, man. Keenan uh, Thompson? Todd Johnson. You know Todd Johnson? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro. Started out as a bagger at Walmart when he was like 15, 16. General manager. Now he's general manager of the one in uh, Granite. Making hella money. Yeah, man. I'm in his house, man. Watch UFC there. He's got a theater in his house, dog. Yep. Wow. Good friends yeah. with he's Brian. He's the weirdest man. dude on Facebook, dude. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, he's man. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. it could be a comedian if that don't work out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. I don't know who the guy is, but I see Todd Johnson. Oh, I met him, man. You wouldn't think anything like really? who he is on Facebook. Nah, Keenan's Keenan's really He's nice super guy. nice, man. <laughs> that was my perception of Brian Beaver, too. I always thought he would be like a dick, but, dude, he was so nice. He was yeah. the funniest person. Before we wrap up, uh, this is three-fifths of the crew supposed to be going to Boston for the Goshen side if it still goes on. It's going to be Justin and who else? Rob. Rob. Okay. See, Rob went me to half heart last Man, year. Man, dude, I hadn't seen Rob. Rob just forever. goes to everything. Well, Rob's like. never listened to like any type of metal or hardcore. So he doesn't really listen to the music. Well, no, it's weird because with me last year and had the. Time that's honestly off. interesting. Like I think, like it would be fun to see his reaction to them. I think he really liked it. He was beside me in 
front row of the stage to have Hart getting the crap beat out of him last year and said he had the time of his life. It's weird because Rob's the vocalist of Counterparts, which is super weird. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy Rob has long hair, and he's kind of a hippie. Well, last year, as we were leaving the Have Heart, we saw Brendan from Counterparts uh, in the parking garage. In the parking deck. Everybody <laughs> thought it was Rob in the picture. <laughs> it looks like Rob. I swear it does. It's funny, man. By, you should have had way, Rob take a picture uh, with it. But and, and you things, were there with Bo, man. Shout out to Bo, shout man. Out Bo. Bo is also another one who's like the nicest person ever. Dude, Bo hit me up the other day and was just like, like spamming me with like messages, like, "Dude, thank you so much." Like, dude, I love you so much. He, like, dude, Bo's so Bo, gonna, please, <laughs> please spam me with messages, dude. I really like you too, man. Please don't, dude. He I'm hates sure you. You should hear the things he says about you off the mic. That's man. A lie, nah, dog. We, he's been on the podcast. I want to have him on again. I, he told me he expressed interest. He really wants to be on here through like a phone conversation or whatever with. The full crew of the podcast yeah, yeah. instead of just me and him because apparently I'm not good enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but nah, man, uh, he gets talked about a lot on here. He's one of my best friends in the whole world and always will be. Dude, but, I'll uh, never forget like when I first met him and it seemed like I had known him forever, man. He's that's the way it was when we first became friends. It was yeah, man. I mean, like did he we just was, become best friends. Well, but he was like so outgoing. Like, dude, I'm not like that. Like, if I went to Chris's wedding and didn't know any of his friends, I'd be like standoffish and stuff. He's like, hey man, what's up? And like, we just start talking music and other stuff. And yeah, dude, fit right. Dude's in, from right? like hundreds, thousands of miles away. Like, yeah, dude, uh, not that many. Well, thousands. Uh, maybe. But no, I mean, I was telling Anthony, I was like, you know, normally when you interject two groups of friends, it can be weird. Mm-hmm. That was the one I was not worried about. Nah, like, dude, at all. He fit right in. But uh, if things keep going the way they are, I'm plan on would like to do a on location podcast in Boston. That would be insane, Not necessarily at right. the show, but like before we go and then kind of halfway through cut it and then when we get back. Absolutely. Just, that would be insane. If not, if we can't do it then, we'll do it when we get back. Yeah, plus um, you need to get a conversation with Hate Five Six. Yeah, I'm trying to get him. Like before all this crap started, he was like, Look, my spring's a little busy. Let's try for like around May time yeah. frame. And, and then, you know, all this crap happened. I haven't had a chance to hit him up, but I was mm-hmm. thinking about that today. I'm going to hit him up. Try to have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, meet him at. The, I saw. I mean, I was watching him do his work at the Have Heart Show because mm-hmm. I knew who he was before that. Um, but now that you know, have a conversation and try to meet him there and do everything. Yeah. But yeah, man. Uh, anything you guys want to plug before we end this? Uh, I was just messaging Andrew, man. Give him one more shout out, man. Hopefully, he'll be on one of the next episodes, and uh, hope we might even. Run into a man on the way up to Boston. Who knows? Or maybe on the way back. Buy a ticket from somebody. That'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's exactly in a ghost inside, but he might come through. You never know. But. Yeah. A lot closer than we are. I doubt it will go on in July, but I really hope it goes on sometime in the near future, man. I think we all need it. I I, I need that. Like, legit. Yeah. Yeah. June 5th, Ghost Inside, new album comes out. Yeah. I'm as of right now, the concert's July 11th, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually starting a YouTube channel. Really? By oh. myself. And uh, I'm going to save listening to the Ghost Inside. I know these reaction videos are kind of played out, but it's mm-hmm. going to be more than just that. But I'm going to do a full reaction to that whole album. Nice. On nice. There. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the whole quick, album. quick, man. Get them views. This should be fun. I'm man. sure it's going to be great, man. Uh, what, what is your favorite Ghost Inside album? My favorite is Returners. Mine too. But Returners is the best. In the terms of their success, get what you give is what set them over the top. I agree with that, but 
Honestly, it's kind of third for me. I like Returners and Fury and Fallen Ones. Oh, it's de- it's definitely my third favorite. And they're... the Brave is so so good. Yeah. Um. But like, I really that is my f- list, and then Dear Youth is mm-hmm. last. What were your thoughts on a Dying Dream? Did you like a Dying Dream? I never listened to them a whole lot. I liked what I heard from them, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I've been so infatuated with the Ghost Inside. Yeah, since they can't since I first heard them that it wasn't like I heard a dying dream. I, was like, I enjoyed it just like based off the rawness. Yeah, uh, what it was. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but man, it was so good. Dear Youth, I'm a diehard. I was used to be a diehard Dead Remember fan. I still like it. Dead mm-hmm. Remember, but Jeremy produced Dear Youth. Right. I like the album. I like the subject matter. Mm-hmm. I don't like the production. Mm-hmm. Of that album, yeah, I I don't I don't like I think a lot of it's the drums I don't like the the drums they use for that. It's album. not the same. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. And With like based on their other recordings. Yeah, and um, so I think, and I was going to love I, I still love it. Don't get me wrong, but this new album came out and the first snare hit I heard in my head was uh, "Give What You Give." Yeah, that was I was like, okay, now we've reverted back. Yeah, Jeremy's a co-producer on this new album but will putney is the other co-producer mm-hmm. and i think them together will balance each other out yeah because will can get a little heavy at mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. and then jeremy can get a little soft at times or you know what i'm saying yeah because i've heard other stuff jeremy's producing it's good mm-hmm. but he's not it doesn't suit my ear but will does all the counterparts and stuff and mm-hmm. everyone on here knows how i feel about counterparts oh yeah um but i think I have the highest of expectations for this new album, lyrically, musically, production value-wise and everything. I think it's going to be hands down their best album. I think it will be too. And I think they're also kind of expecting that. You know what I well, mean? And I will say, in that interview I read that I mentioned earlier, this is almost the only song that's going to be kind of about the accident. Mm-hmm. They said they didn't want to live in that. They said they wanted to move on. which So I hope it's going to be... Yeah. A little bit different. So we're all kind of on pins and needles, you know? We yeah, don't like, know what to expect. Ex- ex- when, and that was, when you shared that, I was like, part of me was nervous. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Like, Didn't know what I, their sound was going to be I like. I love this band so much, but I'm so I'm like scared to listen to this because what if I don't like it? Mm-hmm. You know? By God. Yeah. It don't get, <laughs> I, by God. It's yeah. awesome. To, yeah. You know, like, but I... That band has done more for me than they'll ever realize. Yes, yeah, and when they got in the accident, I donated a lot more money than I'd like to admit to their GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when I saw them live in San Diego, um, they played thirty mm-hmm. I mean, three. You know, and uh, it was funny. He was talking about his dad before that song. It's like his dad's favorite song they wrote because it was thirty three. Is really it has something to huh. do with his dad. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm going to take a time to step back and take time mm-hmm. for me, you know. And something in that song, like I had tears running down my face listening to it at Soma and when he, the breakdown was like, this is my everything. Yeah. And he was my everything. I have it recorded on my phone and it's like, something clicked in me when I heard that. Mm-hmm. That was like, you need to be a better individual. Mm-hmm. You need to do... White light gets me, man. I guess I told you earlier I'm getting a little softer in my older age. Yeah. That, that song, like, oh, like, yeah, you know, that's a good one. But they, there's songs that 
And like I've gotten, you guys know this. I've gotten back into church and I play music at church mm-hmm. and stuff. So now I hear the conflict mm-hmm. again. So good, man. And that was another very cool moment at that brewery show. Yeah, him and yep. Chadwick did yeah. that. Oh conflict. yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, because if great. you don't know or you've never listened to Ghost Inside, the you know a lot of the times, like I was talking about that guy at the Four Today Show holding up a pentagram. Mm-hmm. Chadwick or not Chadwick, Vigil is a very open atheist. Mm-hmm. He does not believe in any type of religion. Mm-hmm. Believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you for it. Um, but that song is written. He's like he he explained before that. He's like I cannot stand when we go on tour with like a Christian band and while they're playing, you see these people standing outside like you have to. Someone listen to this Christian bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. He's always been very respectful. Yeah, he's people. like he said we're here for one reason and one reason only. It's for music, mm-hmm. and that's what the song's about. It's you know. Tear, tear down the walls between two sides. Exactly. Yeah. We're a team here, you know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, what is it, something as strong as we or whatever. Yeah. You know, and that song's always spoke volumes to me mm-hmm. uh, because, like, dude, believe what you want to believe. Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't care. I believe what I believe and and but, mm-hmm. like. We're on the same team here. Exactly. Just yeah. because, just because I believe something and you don't believe something doesn't mean you deserve anything less than I exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that was one of the songs. That, one other reason I have so much respect for him as an yeah. individual because he's there's a div- good people, man. Yeah, he's an open atheist, but he's and because the original singer on that song is the guy from Sleeping Giant. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like I I just have a lot of respect for that. You know, dude, Tiffany is such a good song, dude. Funny yeah. story. <laughs> hey, funny story, man. When uh, one of my first semesters in college, uh, English, I wrote an English paper about the conflict. Really? I wrote an English paper about that song because really? of the lines that were blurred between Christianity and atheism. And as far as, you know, him saying that, you know, it's not about Christianity and atheists, atheists you know. It's about, like, us being human beings and about tearing down that barrier between yeah. two sides mm-hmm. where it's actually the same same people on either side, you know. Yeah. Which, like, which is the, true. He right. writes the lines, like, I don't follow a concept, I follow a king. king. Yeah. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Then he goes through, and it's just, it is a very powerful song, and the song itself. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. Oh, like, it's a great song, dude. You know, and I, I mean, I just have a lot of respect for that, and, I, and like his lyrics in general, like he, like he says, is all about pushing forward, being positive. Mm-hmm. Engine 45 is about addiction. I've mm-hmm. personally never struggled with addiction, so mm-hmm. I'd, I can't empathize with that song, mm-hmm. but it's like, you can label that for any part of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just that the band in itself is just yeah they're unmatched for me, it's dude. Next level. Yeah, I, yeah they've always been about positivity. Whatever, but yeah. yeah, yeah, good band, man. I mean, not one of my all-time favorites, but they're I mean they're up there. They're a good band. They and they were always one of my top three. But then when I saw them, like I said, at that moment with thirty three, I recorded and posted on Instagram. The the whole band liked it, mm-hmm. like individually, and then the and then like that was. That was the moment that it clicked for me that that is my all-time favorite band. There's no... Yeah, I think they're probably my all-time favorite yeah. band. And then Counterparts is a... Blink-182 is that like band that I put on a pedestal because that was like the band that got me into rock music. Mm-hmm. But like, to be honest, Keaton's going to hate me for saying this. They're not, in my opinion, one of my favorite bands anymore. Mm-hmm. I still love their music, but... Yeah. Counterparts... Well, er- everybody changes. Counterparts, mm-hmm. you know, they're... God tier in my in my hardcore music, you know. Yeah. 
And a lot of people, what's crazy to me is I figured everyone knew who the ghosts and sighting counterparts were. Yeah. I talked nah. to people and they'd be like, who's counterparts? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a people lot of people. Like, people that listen to this kind of music. Like, I've never heard yeah. counterparts. Yeah. Like, Excuse random me? people ask me about my tattoo. And I'll be like, oh, that's a ghost and size. I'll be like, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, dude, sometimes I hate talking with people about music because I'll say, like, what kind of music? If it's I'm not about? top 40, so many people don't Yeah. Know. I like metal. I love Metallica and Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, I'm like, nope. Don't <laughs> talk to me. Well, like, yeah, like, for instance, like, I went on a date with this chick a couple years ago, and, like, she was like, what kind of music you like? I was like, that is a hard conversation. I was like, you know, it's just gonna be really hard for me to explain. I'm just gonna tell you that, like a couple bands that you probably never heard of, and like, like who? And they always want to know the name. I'm like, okay, let me throw one out there that might be even somewhat mainstream. Like, I don't know, Dance Gavin Dance, because a lot of people do know about them, and they're like, who's that? I'm like, well, you know, now that I have to open this wormhole, yeah. I can't keep going down this path. I can have this 45 minute long conversation with you, and, about and then, then they're like, are they like heavy, like disturbed? No. Not Are they heavy like Metallica? No! <laughs> Wrong direction. What genre is it? Post-hardcore. What's that? Post-hardcore. Yeah. I don't know how. People don't know it, man. I don't know how I'm to explain it to you. you so, but like you try to generalize it. I listen to metal. Yeah. And then and like, then I want to say some, somebody was like, is it like that band, uh, I Prevail? No. Yeah. I listen to It Prevails. Way different Dude, genre. Way different band. I was band. talking to the other day. was like, I love I Prevail. You should have said, cool. You probably also love smoking cigarettes and leather jackets. Get the f- <laughs> hell out of my face. <laughs> Speaking Jesus, of It Prevails, dude. did you listen to that new EP they put no, out? No, I'm sorry. You told me to and I forgot. I haven't. Yeah. It Prevails? Yeah. They got a new EP? Yeah, they're back together. How is it? It's amazing. Is it really? They have a song called Lair Hill that is lit. I, I'm, I'm a little still in Drive Home. Uh, yeah, I am too. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Are, do you guys out. like filming on that? Like, you ever find oh, yourself in that conversation where you're just like, I, I can't I even talk to like you? Three or four times a week. That's, I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Like, Especially when I was in the Navy, I met so many new people all the time. And that's one of my first questions. I love music. So I'm like, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Yeah. And they're like, oh, listen, I listen to like metal. I'm like, oh, me too. And I think, speaking of Bo again, like I said, I'm tired of talking about him on this freaking podcast. Bo, you Bo, suck, you dude. Stop. Douchebag. Stop I, popping I'm up. I'm just kidding. But no, like, um, it's one of those things. It's like most people give you that, that answer. And then Bo, the first band he threw out, was the ghost inside, and I was like, hold up. We just become best friends? Yeah, it's like, you get it. What about that, anyway? But I was like, you get it. Like, this this guy understands what I'm talking about. Now people are like, oh, you like yeah. Metallica? Dude, if, no, if, dude, you na- if you named a band in my ballpark, I'd be like, yes, yeah. stop right there. Like, yeah. you're, you're fine. I'm the same way. It's so hard to have conversations. So, so usually I just tell people like, you know, listen to a little bit of everything, and I kind of do. Like, I listen to bluegrass a lot. You well, know? Okay, like, and like, I don't like bluegrass. If like I, if it's I'm, an acquired taste. If I'm mm-hmm. in the car with somebody like that I just met, or like a, if I'm on a date, and a girl plays something, you know, that I've heard before. That I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna like change it or tell them it's awful mm-hmm. unless it's something like. <laughs> I prevail yeah. or Papa Roach I'm like you Papa know Roach. yeah you know Whoa, why you hang on Papa Roach go ahead and turn this off dude this is Jablomi me and this is scarred <laughs> but, uh, Papa Roach um, who was it that opened for them recently uh, who cares uh, we're talking about our new favorite band no, Trapped no um, so Wes went and saw um, what <laughs> Wes oh, the worst. went uh, this past summer well last summer and uh, he saw Asking Alexandria they were opening for Papa Roach oh, and then he left yeah, he left after asking. But oh god, I'm actually. Warsnop's great, by the way. No, yeah. he's terrible. He is. What? Really I hate him. 
Do you really? Yeah, I hate everything to do with that, man. Even his solo stuff is good. Anthony, you're a jerk. All right, y'all. We're out of here. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. We're out, guys. Love y'all. We'll, we'll see, see y'all again. next time. Thank you for listening. Jordan, he's a good guest. We're going to have him back. Anthony, he's about to be a third-party host. Dude, I'm an MVP at this point. We're out of here, dog. See you. <laughs> Later. Bye.